Rima Karama here with a quick infomercial, and I have a question for you. Are you tired of social media outlets that block real content? I mean, are you tired of your favorite internet truth teller getting blocked or put in Fedbook jail? Tired of making a comment and the algorithm quickly deems your comment to be offensive and takes it down? I mean, are you tired of making a post and a fact check pops up, making it look like your info isn't accurate, and then it turns out that the fact check is actually the lie? Are you tired of seeing white people get by with racist commentary or post and they never get blocked, but unapologetically black truth tellers are always having their videos taken down? Tired of having to wait a month or seven days or 14 days for your favorite social media truth teller to get their page back up because white-owned social media outlet owners take their content down whenever they feel like it? Tired of black people getting on white-owned social media outlets and finding out that the outlet is making billions of dollars, but you don't get one red cent of that money? Well, if you're really tired, then you should do as I did and make the switch. Yeah. Come on over to otwtube.com where your content and comments are actually accepted. Also, get the Eurema Karam app where you can stay up to date on real truth that lamestream media intentionally hides from you. Come on over to sites that accept you being unapologetically black. I mean, come on over to sites that love you being free to express yourself. This is why I took my aboriginal indigenous melanated ass on over to OTWTube, because I recognize the importance of freedom of speech. I recognize that I would be doing my ancestors a tremendous disservice if I stayed a slave on social media outlets that want to dictate what I say and when I can actually say it. If you're tired like I am, then make the switch now to OTWTube.com and get the Yurima Karama app. Tap into the truth, because that's what you deserve. I am Yurima Karama, and I approve this message. So one of the things that I, when I went live, I talked about, I, I had put up a meme a couple of days ago, and um, just, to, and you know, when you get time, you can watch the live, it's on Facebook, but I put up a meme a couple of days ago, and it was basically uh, saying, you know, a black man, when a, when a man cannot be manipulated by sex, he intimidates a woman, because now the woman has to bring something of real value to the table. And um, it was and, and it was a meme created by a woman. Um, and so one of the comments, a couple of people that commented were like, can we get past these memes? And, you know, this is so childish. It, it was like, you know, um, you know, we can never come together as a nation if we're bashing each other. And my, my point was, is that I, Actually, we can't come together as a black nation until we deal with these things. And if I felt like personally, if any woman was offended by that meme, who and the meme again was created by a woman, if any woman was offended by that or felt some kind of way, then that was a trigger that they needed to deal with. Maybe apparently they use sex as a as a way to trap a man and they, they don't really have anything else to bring to the table. And so I just felt like. No woman should have been offended by that, especially a meme that was created by another woman. And I think that, you know, if we're talking about moving forward as a nation of people, um, I talk about four things, therapy, truth, honesty, and um, therapy, truth, honesty, and accountability. Those four terms. Mm -hmm. And the importance of therapy as a collective uh, group because we yeah. never had that, but the importance of healing 
on an individual level, and I kind of went to your term, uh, Kuhani, how it's if somebody is triggered, it's their individual responsibility to do the internal healing themselves. That's not my responsibility. It's nobody else's responsibility. And I talked about the toxicity in relationships, how some people shouldn't even be in relationships because at the end of the day, they're, they're bringing toxicity and everything is always somebody else's fault. And if everything is always somebody else's fault, then that person is obviously a God over you because if they have that kind of power for everything to be their fault, then that means you have no responsibility. That actually means that you have no power in this relationship. Absolutely. And and so that that that's kind of the again you can listen to the live stream, but that's kind of a a, a quick forecast on what I talked about. And I think so. So we must have been definitely uh, spiritually aligned today because I had a very similar conversation. It sounds like at the same time as you were delivering your live, and it was a it was kind of a spin off of our conversation from Thursday about the same thing. But um, I, one of the reasons this room is called "Look Who's Talking" is because. It's about the internal work that we have to do. A lot of times in relationships, when we talk about accountability, in relationships, you hear a lot of pointing the other finger. I actually heard a lot of that when we had our, our women's panel on Thursday. Good stuff, but I did hear a lot of people saying, well, I'm not going to let a man do this, and men are doing this, and men are doing that. Let me just say, I'm not trying to discount any of the issues that our kings need to address in order to show up in a healthy relationship. What I'm trying to point out is that as a collective, if we don't do the internal work to really take the time to sit and figure out what the real issue is and look who's talking, then we're not going to heal. And that process has to start within. We hear that a lot, but I don't think people understand what that means. Okay. And so I want to talk about that a little bit because what's happening is this: I'm seeing and I'm talking about me. I'm not even, you know, because I, I heard a lot of women just really showing up and showing out on our panel on Thursday and really trying to show their best, their best side. You know, I'm great in relationships and, and you know, everybody loves me and everybody wants to be with me and men never leave me. And I've had great relationships. Well, listen, if we really want to heal this thing, if we really want to get to the heart of black love and what's working and what's not working, we got to air this thing out and talk about it in a very honest way. The truth of the matter is most of us who are struggling in relationships have had multiple relationships and they failed. And I hear it even in my own sister circles and conversations. I've heard it. Um, you know, I was with this person. He was a narcissist. He left me. He never came back. Um, he would lie to me. He would gaslight me and he's gone. And I was with this person. He was a narcissist. He lied to me. He left me and he's gone. And I was with this person and he lied to me. And, and that story goes on and on and on. It's the same story in a different faith. I had to do that same thing. I realized that the pattern of my own personal relationship was rooted in narcissism, was, was rooted in me saying, oh, this guy had this issue, um, and, and these are the issues that I kept facing. Until, like you said, you ran my therapy. I've been in therapy since 2017, and I've been able to really do the work. This doesn't happen overnight. I've been able to really do the work to figure out what's really going on. And here's what's really going on. The first thing is you have to address and recognize that the thing that is constant in all of these situations is you. Look who's talking. If I go into a, a, a store and I pick up my pair of jeans and they're size 10 and they don't fit me and they won't because I need a size 12. If I pick up a size 10 
And I put them on and I said, oh, these don't work. Let me go to this store. And I pick up another size 10. Oh, these don't work. Let me go to this store. And I pick up another size 10. That's insanity at its finest. I'm not addressing the real issue. And that same thing is true in relationships. And so it takes, we got to figure out if you are, and this is just from the female's perspective, I'm, and I, I'm sure Urema has you know, more to share from a male's perspective, but until you are able to take a moment to look at your life, to look at yourself, to see what things am I carrying into these situations and how do I address those, you will never be healed. And the way we do that is by taking a look at ourselves. And I'm not just saying look in the mirror. You got to look at your own personal childhood, see what things you saw and what things you made normal to you that are not normal. Rick, you wouldn't know it. So it takes this. You got to do that shadow work. You wouldn't know that these things are not normal, but these are the things that are blockages and hold and keeping you from having a healthy relationship. I remember I, I, I am not married now. I was previously married and I married very young. I'm going to give you a, a perfect example. I married at 19 years old. I was excited. And at the time I was, uh, involved in the Christian religion. It's like you had to get married because otherwise you're going to go to the fiery pits of hell and the whole story that they, that they tell you. So we found ourselves married. Didn't know what to do with that. And and what, what I noticed is my husband at the time, would, I would be doing dishes and he would try to fondle my butt, you know. He would try to grab up behind me in the store. He would try to rub up against me. He would, you know, that flirtiness. And in the inside, I loved it. I thought, oh, my husband really loves me. He really thinks I'm great. But on the outside, every time he would touch me that way and every time he would flirt with me that way, I would always say, oh, would you stop? What are you doing? Oh, my God, would you quit? I always did that. Now, I didn't notice this. Why? Because I saw my mother do that my whole life. I just lost my father December 18, 2020, and I have never seen them kiss each other ever, not one time. So I had to do the work to see what that relationship was teaching me. Otherwise, I was just doing what I had seen my whole life. It took that outside cir circumstance that I attracted. Because you're attracting these people to you. And it took me looking to say, oh, that's me. If you continue on this path, what you're going to do is you're going to keep pushing people away because you're not really expressing what you really feel. You're not really dealing with that. Another, a lot of us have grown up in relationships where we saw arguing. I, I was one of them. I saw a lot of debates in my household, a lot of arguing. Um, and I, and I saw a lot of demasculating of the man talking down to him and, um, and, and just the way, even in the room that we had on Thursday, the, <laughs> I heard some women in there talking, actually sounding like men. This is no, I'm not calling out any names or any of that, but the approach and, and, and we have to take the time to look to say a couple of things as women. We got to say, hey, did I see a lot of arguing growing up? Is this normal to you? Is this normal to me? Have I internalized this as a healthy relationship? A lot of people will, you won't know it, but you'll be creating those debates because that's normal for you and you don't realize it. I had to, and, it, and it's not just in, in romantic relationships. We, we will find a way when we're, when we are existing at a healthy in a healthy place, we'll find a way, if this is the norm for us, we'll find a way to create that chaos because it's what we know and we do it subconsciously. So you got to take the time to look at yourself. You can't keep looking at the other person because you have to figure out everybody that's in your experience is there because you've attracted them to you. You've attracted them to you. So now you have to say, one, what are they reflecting in me? 
how, what is it that this is trying to show me? You know, at what point as goddesses, because we're, 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 we're queens, we're goddesses. So I even had to ask myself, and I think I said this a little bit Thursday, what's that threshold? Because I used to be the kind of personality where you can say something to me, you can go off on me, you can make me upset, and I'll take it, I'll take it, I'll take it, I'll take it. But if you get me to this point, now I'm about to blow up. Now we're going to have a full-out explosion. Now it's going to be a, 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 this is my tipping point. So at what point do we tell ourselves, wait a minute, I desire a healthy expression. I desire a healthy experience. So therefore, I don't have a threshold to where this is the line that when I get to this line, I get to get off my throne and then start acting like a man or acting in a way that's unhealthy or screaming or cursing. Because that shows that they're not the problem. You allowed yourself to get pushed to a place where you are outside of your natural functioning ability. You are outside of your healthiest state. That doesn't mean that they have a problem. That means that you don't understand your own personal boundary. That means that you lack the communication skills to communicate through it to discuss what you need to discuss. So a lot of what, when, that, when we finished that call Thursday, a lot of what I wanted to express had to do with look who's talking. It's not the person you keep saying it's somebody else or men have this problem and men need to do this. No, that could be true. I'm not saying that they don't need to do whatever they need to do, but I'm saying in order to effectively address this as a collective, we have to do our individual work. We have to do our individual work. We have to take the time. A lot of us won't take the time to be without a relationship, not realizing that that's half of the problem. No one wants to take the time to say, hey, I really need to figure out why am I going from this relationship to this relationship to this relationship. I really need to figure out why, um, I think somebody said Thursday, why am I spending more time picking out a pair of shoes than I am a baby daddy? I need to figure out, I mean, I heard so many things, some of them uh, amazing, some of them life-changing, some of them are disheartening. But we do have to take the time to do that self-work with ourselves, and we got to figure out, why is it that I have to run to the next person and the next person and the next person? Why? A lot of us will do the work and do the digging. You probably will find that at the root of this, at the heart of the matter, when I look at talking, what I realize is that, oh, I'm used to leaving me. Dad left when he was older, when, he was, when I was younger. He was gone. Grandmother died at a young age. She was gone. No one was explaining things to me. So I got used to people being absent from my life. So I want to hang on to everything. A lot of us need to look at why do we overplay our position? I, I, I am, I got to look at the room before I start saying certain things, but I'm, I just had a long conversation. So I don't, so I'm trying to be careful with what I'm saying, not to bring everybody's stuff on the stage, but I had a, a conversation about a, a particular friend of mine who just met someone and she likes him. She thought he was cool. They, you know, they're kind of vibing. This is less than a month old. And now all of a sudden what I'm seeing is a lot of overplaying your position why are you overplaying your position? You just met this man three weeks ago. I'm doing this. I'm cooking. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. Why? Is that healthy? It sounds like it. No, it's not healthy. What you're doing is you're overplaying your position as a means to possibly secure him because you want to make sure he doesn't leave because you don't realize that who you are at an original core, who you are naturally, who you are authentically is enough. So you want to overlove. You want to overlove. You want to overgive. You want to overdo just so that this person will see how great you are, how much of a jewel you are, and then they will somehow commit to you and keep you. You want to feed yourself a lie. 
That's all a lie. And that's your insecurity. So you have to look who's talking. You're going to overplay your position. And when this man fails you, because you're trying to control him, you're trying to control how he sees you. You're trying to control how he moves with you, what he does, you know, how he responds to you. You're trying to control how he responds to you by manipulating him with sex, with gifts, with things, by overplaying your position just to hopefully think, oh, I'll be sweet enough for him to keep me. Well, that says a couple of things. One, it says that you're a control freak. You're trying to man manipulate this man's mind using enticing measures instead of being authentically who you are. And it shows that you have these abandonment issues because you want to give yourself the, the most fakest thing that we could ever desire, which is certainty. There is no certainty. All I know that in the now, I have you right now and I'm enjoying you right now. I can't, there's nothing you can give me that's going to give me the certainty that I really, really want because certainty is an illusion. Tomorrow's not promised. And when we overplay our position like that, what happens? We perpetuate that pattern because the man will fail us because he didn't, he didn't get the opportunity to be who he originally was. He was trying to march to the beat of your dream because, uh, because you're trying to sell to him who you need him to be. And when he fails you, now you put him in that same category he left you. Now he becomes the same person as the other seven before him. And you still don't realize that you are the problem because you're not looking at who's talking. And until we get to a place where we can be internally focused, till we can get ourselves to a position where we say, hey, I only will allow healthy experiences around me. I will never allow anybody to move my boundaries, you know, because I, I desire a healthy relationship. I desire a healthy uh, person in my, in my vicinity. And what's healthy for me is being authentically who I am. And I'm going to let this man that I'm finding uh, favor with and that I'm getting to know, I'm going to organically let that happen. I'm not going to get him in front of me, break him into a 30 million pieces. Because what We do it, ladies. We get him in front of us. We like him. We're on our second date. Time we get off that date, we have already sized up if he's good enough for marriage. Do we want to have kids with him? Did his daddy leave him? Was his mom in his life? We just did all of that. You can't even be in the present moment because you're all the way out there. You're all the way, all you're, you're playing with the timeline and you're trying to control it. I hear a lot of women say, you know, he, and these are, this, these are my personal friends and my personal sister circles having conversations that we need to have to get to the heart of the matter. And what I hear a lot of people said, I said myself, we, he won't open up to me. That's because you're trying to break him open. Why don't you take the time to let somebody do what they're, what they want to naturally do so you can see who they authentically are? Why don't you take the time to exist in an authentic space and let that grow or organically instead of trying to create a whole life in this microwave experience? We just met the dude three weeks ago. Now you are already ready to have a baby, ready to be married, trying to see if this person is suited for your, for your, your future and for this fantasy that you put in your life. You're trying to secure this certainty that doesn't exist. You're playing with the timeline. You're playing with the organic flow, all while giving this man the energy of baggage. Men feel the energy of baggage. So, 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 so the first time the man is in your experience, the first time you're on a date, you thinking, are you going to take care of my kids? Okay, I don't know. You know, are, are you going to do this? Are you going to? Because you, you want to know if this man is going to fit this fit the fantasy that you created. And even though we don't sell it like that, it is a form of control and manipulation 
men feel this energy as baggage. And I'm not discounting men, ladies. I'm not discounting their what they need to do. I'm saying that's not our conversation. I'm speaking to the ladies. We got to allow them the space to do what they need to do to heal, but we got to address what's going on with us. And as women, I see a whole lot of finger pointing. And I believe that that has a lot to do with why these relationships are failing. That was true for me. You got to recognize the differences in what you need and what you're getting. A lot of us um, will leave a situation because the man didn't give us what we needed, but we never expressed it. And we thought he needed to do it. We just thought he needed to know, but we're not communicating. So, so, so part of us healing as a people is getting rid of this illusion that we've been sold, that marriage is going to create this certainty, that there's going to be this white picket fence, that this perfect person is going to come and save me from me, that I can fix this man as a distraction from dealing with my own insecurities, my own pieces of myself that I need to address, my own experiences that I have had perpetuated and downloaded into my DNA because I've seen them every day as a child. We got to deal with that, ladies. We got to deal with that. And we got to let the men be them. We don't know it. I know it because I have spent time. I'm telling you what I know. I'm not talking about nothing I heard somebody say on Facebook. I'm telling you the woman that I was before the goddess, before I evolved into the goddess that I am. And I continue to learn each day. But I had to do some work. You're not going to find it pointing the finger at somebody else. I had to get into therapy and say, hey, 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 I'm 41 years old. Something is a problem here. I think that I'm doing great. I'm over a six-figure earner. I got a, a, a wonderful career in, in businesses. I'm actually a spiritual practitioner. I'm working. I'm doing all these things. I feel like I look great. I feel like I do a good job. Why are my relationships not working? So until you become internally focused to do it like that, and sometimes you need help. Sometimes you do need to plug into the shadow work and figure out what is it that's lingering in your shadow that's keeping you from getting into the frequency of what you want to manifest. Because you can't stay in the frequency of the problem and then manifest the solution. Those are two different frequencies. So if you're in the frequency of this is what's wrong with this man, and I'm so tired of trying to fix these men. And I'm so tired of trying to do this. I'm so tired of trying to baby these men. I got to pick these men up. I got to, who told you that you were ever supposed to do that? You did that. Your job has always to be, has been to keep your, your lane as God is. Find your lane. Your job in a relationship is to do what you need to do. I'm going to give you another real life example. Very, very real. I, I needed, I needed to express to my partner that I love you. Okay? So I sent it. And, and I sent the text. Oh, I love you. Now, the old me would have been like, wait a minute. Did he text me back, I love you? Oh, he must have loved me. What's going on? What's the problem here? When really, I needed to express that in that moment. That was something that was on me that I needed to say. Is he responsible for saying that back to me just because I said it? And then if he don't say it, now I got an attitude all day. When really, how do I know that his expressions of love probably just look different from mine? I needed to say it at that moment. Well, he's cooking for me and feeding me great meals and rubbing my feet or whatever it might be. That's his expression of love. So now you want to penalize him because the love didn't come the way you wanted to give yours? 
how about you, if you stay in your lane, what you would do if you stay in your lane and you had this need to say I love you because that was your need at the time, you would say it because that's your authentic truth. I want to express in this moment that I love you. And you don't get a text back. So what? Because you had to do what you wanted to do. Now now you got to say, okay, what is love to that person? How do they show that? Because what does it matter if somebody sent me back a superficial text that said I love you too, but they're not doing shit for me. They're not making me feel love. It, that's, just a, that's just something that we think we need because we've been conditioned. And I'm not saying that we get away from saying that to one another. What I am saying is allow your authentic need to be your need. And should you need something additional from your partner, request it. Ask for what you need so that you can get what you want. As opposed to saying, oh, he didn't say it. And he, in his mind, he's thinking, I'm inviting you over for dinner. I just took my time to make you this organic vegan meal because you're vegan. And I served it to you and I gave it to you. I thought you knew I loved you. And, 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 and because you don't know, because now you're taking offense. Now you're taking offense to it. You're acting a whole different way. You're creating an issue that turns out, that comes out in a week from now and this was the root of it this was the root of it and if you really needed to hear it because sometimes I need to hear it right sometimes you need to hear it then you ask for it you didn't tell me you love me I know you do I need to hear it see when we have these situations with our partners what I'm finding and what I've seen in my own life I saw it with my mother and how she engaged with my dad She's barking at him like a man, cussing, oh, fuck you, whatever it might be. You know, they evolved throughout their life, but this is what I saw. This is my story growing up. And what I see now as a goddess is that was the demasculating of a man. A lot of us as women are saying that our black relationships aren't working. Why are we saying that? We're saying that because we can't break him. We can't get him and convince him to be who we want him to be. I wanted him to say I love you. He didn't. I wanted him to do that. We we give men these tests. We do it psycho. We do it subconsciously because we haven't done our shadow work. And when the man show up to us, and and, and when they give us exactly what we wanted, because I had this too. I'm a giving the, and I don't even know I'm doing it. You you're giving your man the, the guy you're dealing with these tests. Oh, I want to do this. He say he want to do that. He wants to do one thing. Oh, I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to do this. I want to do that. Just to see how much he's going to bend and break and bend and break for you. How much he's going to get away from his own feelings, his own boundary to meet your needs. And as soon as he do that, guess what? You put him in the bitch made category. That's where he belongs. But then you say, but then you say, these men don't know how to be men. I don't have a man. They don't know how to be men anymore. That's because you spent this whole time trying to break them, trying to get him to jump through another loop for you. Not listening not not trying to communicate and then when they make the change you automatically say he's not being a man that's because you've been doing a good job of being a real nigga yourself <laughs> i didn't feel comfortable saying it thursday and i haven't been able to sleep because i need to get this out and i am in no way removing the responsibility of men and what they need to do but what i am saying is that as women we need to focus solely on what we need to do. And I'm saying as women, when we focus solely on what we need personally and learning how to express that personally in an appropriate way, remaining, being a goddess, they want that. There's something that exists inside of us that black men want. They desire it. They don't know what to call it. And we have it. We're the keepers of it. 
we the nurturers of it. We give life. If we spent our time trying to figure out how to do that, because we can create a whole a whole home. A, a man can give us a house, but we're going to make it into a home. If we can keep ourselves in a place where we're trying to really deal with our own emotional issues, find women who we can talk things through with, you know, find women who are spiritually grounded, who can give us the direction, find ways to appropriately address what we need and stay in our lane. Guess what? We will get our lane functioning and moving appropriately. Our lane will be trump tight. It will be flowing well. And then he will be freed up to do his work in his lane. But he can't do that. Why? Because you keep jumping in his lane. Jumping in his lane. Complaining. And I, this is so much not me beating up on, on the goddesses. I'm just telling you my experiences. I'm telling you what, I'm not, what I know. I'm telling you what people are not going to say, especially your girlfriends who are also stuck in the same set of disciples. I'm telling you that we need to dis- demystify the process of healing. You know, everybody comes up with these different uh, solutions. We need to ca- consider polyamory. We need to sit- consider polygamy. We need to work on submission. We need to work on... They, we, people are coming up with all these things and saying, well, what, you know, what works in your house works for you. And what works in his house and that house. All those things are true. But what I'm saying, those things are not rooted in the solution. The solution is the same no matter how you do it. The solution is the solution for loving relationships. The solution is the solution for the relationship with you and your child. The solution is the solution for the way that we relate to each other as black people. And that said, it starts with us. If somebody does something that triggers you, I'm not responsible for your triggers. We're, we're getting into relationships, making this man responsible for all of our triggers. And, and, and I'm not discounting the things that happen to us as children. A lot of us have had turbulent childhoods or maybe even turbulent adulthood. You know, we've gone through things. Life is about peaks and valleys, but you have to learn how to maneuver those. Now, what happened to you wasn't your problem. It wasn't you. It wasn't, it wasn't your fault. What you went through wasn't your fault, but your healing is 100% within the realms of your control. That's what you got to get your own hands around. A lot of us are broken, not doing the work, and we're bleeding hearts looking for a man to fix us. When they get into a relationship with us, they don't know how to do your lane and their lane. They're not doing what they're supposed to do because there's just so much chaos in the spirit, so much chaos in the mind. Then they're gone. The relationship is gone, and then they get to be another one in line. They get to be another one of your stories. And all the while, you're not seeing that the only thing consistent in your story is you. You're the one in your story. If you, if you, I can tell right off if I'm dating somebody and we sit down to eat dinner and they start telling me about their past relationship and they say, oh yeah, she was doing this, she was doing this, this and that. That is a thankful plan. We don't need to talk anymore. Because I already hear that you don't know what was wrong with you in a relationship. A relationship is designed to teach you something. Every relationship isn't designed for forever. We don't know how to healthily get out of them. Everybody teaches you how to get in a relationship. We grow up as little girls. They give us a doll. They give us a house. They tell us to be a wife. They tell us to be a wife. They tell us to be a mother. We know how to do that. But they don't tell us how to get out of them. They don't tell us how to set boundaries. They don't tell us what to do when this man is pushing me to do something I don't want to. Or when he's not marching to the tune of my drum. You know, or when this isn't working for me, when this isn't healthy. They don't tell us this is the healthy behavior. This is the unhealthy behavior. They tell us how to how to get in the relationship, but they don't tell us how to get out. 
Some of us are in relationships right now that have expired years ago. That's because you're unhealthy. Not them. Nobody is responsible for maintaining your gate, maintaining your boundaries, but you. And if we spend our time trying to heal black love and the black relationships by focusing on the other gender, we're not going to do anything. We're going to continue to chase our tails. We are supposed to be healthy. We're supposed to be loving on each other. As women, we're supposed to be um, setting a good foundation so that these men can do what they need to do. We can't look at this as, uh, it's been so tainted. We can't look at this as, oh, she's saying that they, you're supposed to submit and kiss their feet and do all that. I'm never saying that. I'm saying there is so much power and control that you have that you don't know that you're not executing because you don't know how to tap in. I'm telling you that the solution is one. There's not 13 different branches coming from this tree. We're all rooted in the same ancestors. We're all rooted in the same spiritual practices that work. The way of the ancestor was that we had relationships that worked. We had black families that worked. I'm tired of the excuse. Um, if one more person get on stage, please don't say this and say, well, you know, it all started with welfare and they took the black man out of the, the house. Okay. What's the new story that we're going to tell ourselves so we can get beyond that? It happened. What's the solution? It exists. It's here now. How do we find ourselves back to love? How do we find ourselves back to the start? What do we do? How do we leave these conversations with an action step so that I can change? I can be a goddess that creates a goddess. I can speak life into the young women and teach them so that they're not confused. They don't have all this unlearning to do. What is my action step? I don't want to talk about this problem no more. It already exists. We know that black men go through a lot. Now, I need to be able to say that black men need love. Black men go through a lot without a woman saying, well, you know, we do too. Sit yourself down. We're not talking about that right now. We'll get to that. We're talking about what we can do to get in our lane so that we can play our part so that we're supporting each other, so that we're having healthy engagement and experiences and loving each other in a way that will get us to outlove each other. I'm going to do my part. You're going to do my part. You're going to do your part. We're going to talk. We're not going to ever. I'm a goddess. So here's what you're not going to do. Because I heard so many women in the room uh, Thursday saying, you know, well, if they're cussing at me and this, this, and that, guess what? When you get on your throne as a, as a goddess and you straighten your, your your crown out and you are showing up in your full goddess energy, ain't nobody disrespecting you. Because you're not even standing in a place where you can be disrespected. The moment you started allowing that, that's what will continue. You're not allowed to speak to me as anything less than what I am. And when you start doing that, you don't understand it. You're getting in your goddess energy. You're setting the path in motion, and your the man will begin to do it. They will begin to do what you allow because they realize, oh, this one right here is supposed to be respected. How are you serving yourself up? What are you allowing? Because what you allow will continue. How did you talk to him? How are you going to cut this man out from A to Z? Get your fat ass up. You didn't do nothing. Look at you. You're still sitting there. And then when he says something to you, you're like, oh, he's not respecting me. What do you mean? I started talking to you like a nigga when you started talking to me like one. But nobody wants to say that. I didn't want to say it. Because when my friends come to me and say certain things, I don't want to, I'm like, oh, I want to tell her what I learned, but I'm going to look like I'm just preaching. Well, guess what? 
if I've been called to give a message to the goddesses that's going to get us from good to great, because I know something, I want to share it with you because black love is phenomenal. We have to heal. We have to heal. And we're not going to get to the healing until we address the wound. We're not going to get to the wound by saying, oh, yeah, I'm so glad we had this room. Everything's perfect. I've always had great relationships. All my men love me. I love them, too. Ma'am, no. Sorry. Thanks for playing. That ain't what it is. We got to look at this thing straight in the eye. and We got to get ourselves in sister circles where we can be honest. Because the way of the ancestors was when we got a man, when we are married, when this is our unit, whether it's marriage or a spiritual unit, when you have made that commitment, and it's not working. A lot of people don't know this. I've been to Africa more than once. When it's not, before they go cuss their husband out, <laughs> the way they start nagging, before they start doing all that stuff, they call in the sisters. We got to meet. And the elders are going to come around them and talk. The sisters, they're going to be able to vent, and they're going to give them wisdom. They're going to give them something that they can go back and, and create change with in their home. Because those sisters know that if your relationship fails, then I'm failing the community. So we got to save our marriage, our marriage. So let's get out here and talk about it. What's going on? Now, what do we need to do? Okay, did you look at yourself? Now, how did you contribute to that? Now, how do you get them to do it? And what, you, you understand? We have to go, we got to find our way back to that. The men did the same thing, but we, but, but women is who I'm talking to. We got to do that. That's not what our sister circles look like right now. Our sister circles look like, girl, guess what? This nigga didn't turn me wrong. I know he fucking lying. I'm going to tell him that he need to go back to where he had me fucked up and try that again. <laughs> That's why you're getting the same results. Because he's your king. You want a king? Then you need to be a queen. And I'm not sure that's the way to do it. Yeah, you look like you hard. Yeah, you look like you, okay, you bother. Ain't nobody going to fuck with me. Is that what you want? If you want to present yourself like that, then stop complaining about the guy who treats you like that. I'm a goddess. I'm a queen. I spend time doing spiritual work. I'm engulfed in the ancestors. I'm one with the earth. I align my chakras. I do whatever I need to do to make sure I'm straight. And I don't always get it right. I am less. I'm not saying that I'm perfect and I got this 100% of the time, but I'm saying I'm, con I'm connected to the source. And I know that there is only one solution. I know that the world is trying to convolute this and we need to demystify it and recognize that when we get back to the way of the ancestors, when we get back to loving each other, when you think about how you're talking to each other, when we think about how we're communicating with each other, we can we can find our, ourselves back where we need to be. When we deal with our childhood stuff instead of crying about it, when we change our story, because we keep telling the same story. Well, you know, I was raped as a kid. I went through that. You know, my mom and dad argue all the time. You know, my, my mom had a drinking problem. And I'm not discounting any of that, and I'm sorry. But the solution and the problem don't exist in the same frequency. So you got to raise up, got it? You got to air that thing out. You got to get this spiritual work. Yeah, somebody been telling you you got to go to the church. Because that was the lie they told you. If this is where you're going to be offended about Christianity, you might want to hit that hand and leave quietly. Because I don't tiptoe around it. Some of these religions, all religions are designed as offices of control. I can give you enough information that's going to keep you coming back. 
But spirituality is something that you was born with. It came from the ancestors. It's in you. And it's going to heal you in a way that will reveal a wound that you didn't know exists so that you can address it. And once you address it, you'll be able to expose it for the next person. Spirituality turns you into a light. You don't have to keep coming back. I have clients that don't come back to me because that's the goal. <laughs> the goal for me is that when you leave, you have the tools to put in place so that you can elevate. We're not doing that because our goddess circles right now look like, girl, yeah, he did it again. You still talking to me about the same guy you was talking to me last year about because you don't know who you are. What you allow will continue. That's why you keep telling me the same story. And I'm not on my game because I'm not sending you back to yourself. We kept talking about accountability in the room. Well, stop being that girlfriend that let her come back to you. Girl, yeah, he did it again. Don't tell me what he did. What are you doing? Why are you allowing that? Stop telling yourself the same story that keeps you in the same place. Align yourself with the frequency to allow you to manifest what it is that you want to receive because you're that powerful. Recognize the goddess that you are because you're that powerful. Understand what it means to uplift our men, not just our men, but our children. We are the mothers of this nation. We're too powerful to be showing up like real niggas. That's what I'm going to keep calling. I'm, the reason I'm even, I don't even use that. The reason I'm saying that because that came out a lot in the other room. You need to give your, you need to have enough ability, enough goddessness, enough strength to say, I know that he's got to have, you know, the weight of the world on his shoulders. So I'm going to do some spiritual work for him. I'm going to be laying him before the ancestors, knowing that that's not a slight to you. Because if you two are in connection, the stronger he is, the stronger you are, the stronger you are, the stronger he is. Focus on what you need to do to show up to be the woman that they want to call a queen. And not doing it because you're trying to attract somebody. You're doing it because it's your birthright. Because it's who you are. I don't deal with suckers. I don't. I don't. I used to deal with suckers. I look back over my life. And if you want to know what's going on, if you, I know it's really hard to do self-work because it's hard for you to see yourself. You don't see it because you, you're really looking at yourself all the time so you get, you get you know, used to seeing what you look like. But ladies, men, you can, do, you can use this if you want to, but ladies particularly, if you need some help looking at yourself, line up the last 20 guys you've been with. <laughs> line up the last five. Line up those guys and what you will see is a history of your mental illness that needs to be addressed ain't nobody gonna say it though because it's so much easier to say look at these guys they've been the last round of good guys were born in 72 you know so they don't make them like they used to why is that not true for you stop worrying about what the next person do because I can't fix me and you at the same time and I'm certainly not gonna break me trying to fix you so I have boundaries there's certain things that you're not going to do with me. I have non-negotiables. A lot of us don't have boundaries, don't have non-negotiables, don't know what we want in a relationship, don't know what we bring to the relationship, don't know what this relationship is going to do to the community, how it's going to serve us. That's why we're not getting what we want. The universe, the ancestors respond to specificity. I'm going to need you to get specific because these relationships were given to us for a reason. 
they weren't given to us so we could feel good and have Valentine's Day parties and, 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 and do all of that. That's good. That's a byproduct of it if that's what you want to do. But these relationships was given to us so that we can build our nation. And so your, 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 your information, you know, the, the specificity that you're trying to create, you need to figure out what kind of relationship do I need to get me to my goal. My goal personally is to heal women beyond a cellular, beyond a cellular level. My goal is to get women to look at themselves. That's why my journey was so hard. So my, my, my question is, what man, what person, what structure, polygamy, polyamory, monogamy, whatever E you want to call it, what do I need in my life to get me that? Because guess what? I know y'all remember that old commercial with the KMA McTumbo, and he's like, no, 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 not in my house, and he's slapping shit over every time they try to make a, a basket. That's a commercial that used to be out back in the day. Well, that's what's happening with your relationship, sir, ma'am. Because you're putting things in your hands that don't align with where you're supposed to go. But you have a divine destiny, and you're going to get there. Now, if you get there the easy way, that's good. But if you need to get, you're going to take as many lessons as it takes to get you the same, to, to get you to the next level. It's just like a grade. If you don't get this work now, you're going to go through it again. And it might be James this time. Oh, she still don't get the message. Let me send her that same dude in John. Okay, let me send him Dante. It's going to be the same thing until you go back to yourself. These relationships are designed to send you back to yourself. And ladies, all the information that I'm sharing is for you. But don't you already know how this can help men too? You don't have to worry about it. They hear it. Oh, don't worry about it. Get you together. Get you together. And rec stay in the moment. Don't y'all know? How many relationships do you need to be in for you to realize that men don't really want to be rearranged? I'm seeing it happen daily. And I'm, I'm tired of it. It took me therapy to see that I was doing it. I want you to be this. I want you to be this. Because you have this, you, you're not guarding your gate. We're goddesses. We got gates. We got gates. Let's talk about gates. You got to guard your gates. Your gates. That's what you put inside of you by what you see, what you, uh, who you allow access to your vagina, to your sacred space, to your yoni, by what you listen to, by the atmosphere that you're in. You want to know why you're getting certain things, but you're not guarding your gate. You're letting certain things inside of you. Laying up with everybody. I, I'm not even the one. I'm not the one to be trying to tell women what to do with, with their bodies. You're a goddess. You can do whatever you want to. I, that's not my point. But what I'm telling you is stop complaining about getting things that's less than what a goddess deserves. You're not treating yourself like one. Because men see their visual. They met you in the club. You think that that's what it takes to get them. You're trying to attract them. So you're thinking, I got to dress a certain kind of way. I got to be a certain, I want to be enticing. I'm telling you, ladies, the man that you want, the king that you want, that ain't it. I don't have a problem attracting anybody that I want. And I'm not saying that to brag. I'm just trying to say that to let you know that you're complaining about what you attracted to your life. But if you would allow yourself to align with your true goddess, you will start to see things on a different level. And you're going to realize, oh, I got to guard my, guard my gate. I became a vegan in 2013 because what I ate mattered. I recognized that the more I can control and discipline myself to, to determine what's in my body, 
then now I'm thinking about, oh, I want to also think about what's coming, what I'm listening to. And now I want to think about if I'm drinking. I used to drink and party with the best of them. I'm not giving you a set of rules and regulations because my spirit just told me that somebody just thought that, oh, here we go, on with the bullshit. This is the conscious folk list of things that we can do and we can't do. Ah, there are no rules. Your spirit knows what you need to get you where you need to be. Only you know the destination and the path and the journey, the GPS to get you where you need to be to home, to yourself, to your authentic version. So I don't have rules and regulations. I'm telling you, stop complaining about what you get when what you put out is what you put out. I don't want anybody that's an alcoholic, that want to drink, that want to do all of that. So I don't do it. That's because I know I'm going to attract what I am. Okay? That's my choice. You know what works for you. I'm also telling you that I'm a spiritual practitioner and that I speak to souls. That's why I sound differently when I talk sometimes because when people get in front of me, I can't even see them. I know it's hard to understand. I speak right to the soul or the heart of the matter because I know I'm speaking to a spirit. So for me, I gave up drinking even a little bit seven months ago. I never returned to it. I don't even desire it. But the reason why I gave it up is because it's called spirit for a reason. Because once you allow that spirit inside of you, the spirit that belongs to you has to leave because those two places can't occupy the same space at the same time. So when you go out and you drink and you do what you want to do, that's fine. That's okay. You get to make choices. You're a grown person. You can do it how you want to do it. But just know that when you engage in that spirit, your authentic ancestral spirit, the woman who you were got, who you were born to be, has to leave. It moves out of the way so that your vessel can occupy that spirit. This is why you act beneath your God itself when you are drunk. This isn't the point, Blaine. This is just, I'm just trying to tell you what's going on. Maybe if you know the why behind it, then you will know why conscious people are saying certain things. Stop looking at people and idolizing them. Uh, Yurima Karama. Oh, I want my man to be just like that. He's probably strong. He do this and this and this and that. Well, how are you showing up? What you, what you, what you, I watch Red Pill, Blue Pill, or whoever the people are that you decide to make that person. How are you showing up? Because it matters. If your spirit ain't right, their spirit ain't going to be right. Nobody want to be laying up with nobody that's doing all that dumb stuff. We got to be beyond that. We at war. We at war. There's war going on. Now, am I saying that you, I, I have fun all the time. I do things that are fun all the time. I'm telling you, I'm always cognizant of who I am and how I'm showing up as a goddess. I'm telling you that I don't have a threshold. I don't have a threshold that say, oh, when I get to this point, then I can just really let it all hang out. I used to. I'm telling you I'm not perfect. I'm telling you that I was able to look at myself and make this change because I needed to. I'm telling you that you need to be what it is that you're trying to attract. You need to address these things because as black women, we naturally blame everybody else. Now, we do a lot of great things as black women. I'm not, trust me, I'm, I know that, but just understand I'm not talking about that. And I'm going to need you to toughen up because I shouldn't have to slap you with one hand and caress you with the other just so you can get the message. I understand that we put that on the shelf because it's not the things that's working for us that's holding us up. We tripping on the shit that we can't see. So we got to open our eyes so we can see it. And you got to be strong enough to get this work, to hear it, speak to your spirit and make the changes to teach somebody else and not getting so sensitive about, well, what about them? I can't work on me if I'm working on him. That's his job. What if you were a healer? What if you were a healer? 
What if you became the therapeutic person that every time your man sees you, he gets to drink from you? That he knows that he had a hard day at work, he had a hard day doing his whatever he does every day. The world ain't being fair to him because if you're a black person in America, you are traumatized. You are you 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 experience some things, especially as a black man and a black woman. But what if every time he saw you, he thought, oh, I know everything's going to be okay. He's going to heal you in that same way. Stop looking at it. A lot of us automatically go right to the negative. Well, I'm going to do that. Well, I got to be his peace. I got to be my own peace. <laughs> that is peaceful. You don't know that's peaceful? You find your own peace personally for yourself. And then when you engage in the king that you want, you treat him like a king. And he's going to treat you like a queen. But you got to be a queen. You got to understand that that's your birthright. You got to guard your gate. What are you looking at? What are you listening to? What are you eating? Because you start to take on those attributes. It makes a difference. People say that. And they, and people want to soothe us. We start, we live in this world where people, we, we, we stop. So right now I'm preaching. People don't want to hear this. But your soul needed. I'm not going to keep giving disclaimers about the truth. We got to look and say, how am I the problem? What did I do to contribute this? Because nobody has the power to change how I act. I have my own boundaries. I don't have a, a drinking problem. I have an escape problem. I want to get away from my issues. I want to escape from my issues. So I know how I'll do it. I'll either drink or party or sex. Whatever it is to escape. You ain't even got, you now the world want to tell you got a drinking problem. You just got a problem with, I don't want to deal with me. And then you get in a relationship and who wants to deal with themselves? No, let me deal with you. You know what, baby? You need to lose weight. You know what? You What did you probably went through with your dad? What kind of diagnosis, man? Men do not want to feel rearranged. How do you know this, Kuhani? Because I don't want to feel rearranged. <laughs> I don't want to feel rearranged. Isn't that the golden rule? We do this, and then we're getting older. We're getting older. I'm 41 years old. I want to be able to. I teach my niece this, and she's 15. I want people to realize you don't have to learn this when you're 30-something. You can learn this and get this work right now. And you're talking about, we got women who are not learning that, black women who are not learning and understanding this, engaging in men who are in their 50s. They like 53, 54 years old, and they really think they're going to change this person. How do you think you're going to get in this relationship with this man, give him all these do's and don'ts, this is how I want him to be? You really think you're about to change somebody who's been running their own life for 53 years? Is that how you think this works? You're trying to change him as a way to avoid dealing with yourself. You're not understanding why is it that, man, I realize he keeps coming in the house arguing, and I get all nervous, I get all scared, I get all, I don't know what's going on. Well, that's because you didn't deal with the fact that you dealt with abuse in your childhood. Did you saw your mom and dad screaming all the time? And what did you do? You picked that same person. So you didn't deal with yourself. If you had dealt with yourself, then you wouldn't have found somebody that was familiar to your trauma. That's what you call a trauma bond. Google it. That's what it is. Y'all think y'all in love. Y'all in trauma entanglation. Y'all just sharing trauma. That's why you got people who are broken getting with people and they think they're in love. This is the best thing I ever had. This is the best thing I ever had. No, y'all just sharing trauma. We swapping traumas because nobody is doing their individual work. 
Nobody is saying, damn, I've been with this man for 50 years, saying the same story for 50 years. It's been the same thing for you know, 15 years or however long. And I'm still in this situation, blaming him, not realizing that you're the problem. You've been sitting in the same shit over and over and over again. That's insanity. You haven't recognized who you are. I'm a goddess. There's certain things that can't come through my gate. You can't even come. There were certain things that I just used to do because I felt like I would just need to do it because I wanted them to accept me and keep me. The king that you want, that one that you're idolizing, especially my queens that are conscious and aware, those they they looking for somebody that's authentic. They're looking for somebody that already know this. You accept it far less than you deserve before. Once you figure out what you deserve, you won't accept that. I can't even sit amongst women who talk about their baby daddy. That's who you pick. That that was a representation of my mind at that time. That was a representation of my frequency at that time. But guess what? I've elevated. I can see myself. I understand how I kept picking that same trauma. That's, this is the same reason you get women who are abused. They keep going to abusive relationships over and over and over again because they're really insane, but they don't want nobody to know that. That's insanity, doing the same thing and expecting something different. We've been doing that in our relationships because we're not dealing with us. We're not saying, why do I keep pulling these same kind of men? Why are they, why is it that this is the only thing that's attractive that's coming to me? So I'm saying the solution is do the work. Peel back those layers. Take the time to do it. Stop trying. We got to get over the lie. We, we go back to your childhood where they gave you those dolls. They gave you that doll house. They gave you that easy bake oven. They told you to play house. They told you. They trained us to live a fucking fantasy. Because everybody right now. is in our psyche that that's what it is. Everything is supposed to be perfect for us. I'm saying you need to flip that on his head. This is this westernized culture that's doing everything ass backwards or bad backwards, however you want to say it. They're not doing it right. We got to flip this on his head. Stop looking at relationships and seeking out people who are going to fit that fantasy that we've been sold as children and seek out situations that will align with what you are supposed to do for yourself, your own personal purpose. And then you don't even have to seek it out. Find your purpose in the nation. How are you supposed to, how are you supposed to contribute to this world? What is your gift? Because we were all born with unique gifts. What is your gift? If you don't know what you contribute to our nation, if you don't know what you could contribute to the collective, to us as black people, to the mission, to, to what we're doing, you should not be looking for a relationship irresponsible because you don't even know what you need because you don't know what you want to do you don't even know who you are so be okay with figuring that out allow yourself to be in the space of your goddess energy and allow your ancestors to tell you how you need to be what your path needs to be we keep trying to make our lives up the way we want to and that's why just like the Kimbe Mutombo not in my house that's why the ancestors keep wrapping this shit out of our hands I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to work this job. I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. Yeah, but that's not what's on purpose. That's not on code. That's not, that's what you wanted to do. Now you, you say you want to be a goddess. You say you want to be a queen. You say you want to attract the king. So now you need to get uh, in alignment with what your goal and purpose is. And when things don't look the way you're supposed to look, try to figure out if they align with your purpose. But if you put relationships in your life before that, 
then you're going to keep getting it slapped out of your hands because you don't know what you are. So what you try to do is you try to be what that man wants. So if you were finding somebody who likes ragged music, I like ragged music too. Oh, you like sports? Wow. Thank you, uh, Empress Kuhani. I don't know if you got cut. It sounded like you were, uh, sounded like you were still going there. Um, maybe she got cut. I'm not sure. But I just wanted to add that um, what's interesting about this conversation is that uh, from a relationship standpoint, there, there's a few things that we don't get taught uh, that are very important that we should be getting taught. Uh, one of those things is power. We don't get taught power, how to how to harness power, how to uh, control power. We don't even get taught what power is and how to uh, manipulate and move power. We don't, these things we just don't get taught. We don't get taught about relationships. Um, so it's just kind of like we're just thrown out there and, you know, you figure it out. And the only way that we really ever figure it out is by um, watching other uh, people, such as our parents, other friends, and watching their relationships and what you come to find out is a lot of that shit is generational toxicity. Um, a lot of it is to toxic because they didn't learn either. It was just a system like when we get in relationships, for instance, we don't, we don't talk about how to get out. You will train a child uh, or children at a school in the event of a tornado. You do practice drills. This is what you do. In the event, this is where you go. In the event of an earthquake, you train people for this. Even in your home, you might train them for, you might train your children for fire drills. But we don't train and talk to one another about if this shit goes left, if it goes sour, how do we get out of this relationship and still keep uh, even a semblance of friendship at that point? Like we don't, we don't get taught because most of us really don't know how to do relationships. And the reason most of us really don't know how to do relationships is because most of us haven't done the internal work necessary to uh, harness positive relationships. And even when I talked in my live stream earlier, uh, for those that do the internal work, what, what you tend to find, what tends to happen is that uh, uh, organic, wholesome, uh, enjoyable relationship, if you've never had one, the shit is going to feel it's going to feel foreign to you. It's going to feel not right because you haven't experienced this, especially if you've been living in, in a trauma-induced state of relationship after relationship after relationship. So you get into something that's wholesome. somewhat uncomfortable sometimes happens is people will intentionally or unintentionally unbeknownst to them they will sabotage the relationship because they're not used to this it's the same thing when people get something good or when people are given a compliment and they're not used to that they'll tend to downplay it or they'll tend to no that's not true oh you're beautiful no i'm not sometimes you hear that's the first person their response because they're they're not used to that 
I'm beautiful and actually believing it. It's one thing to hear it, but to actually know it and believe it. So they say, no, I'm not. Or if somebody is given something good and they're not used to that, it's foreign to them. Sometimes they'll go out and intentionally sabotage because they don't feel like they're even worthy of something good. This is internal work that we all have to do. And I don't know, uh, the, the Empress, she must have had a call or something. I'm so appreciative for her getting on. Um, the sister is powerful. And um, I really respect her work. I respect her goddesship. I respect her queenship. Um, but she is a spiritual practitioner, and she does the work that she does is on a scale um, uh, far far by none. If you don't know Empress Kuhani, you need to get to know her. And when I tell you that she's a spiritual practitioner and she knows her shit, um, I don't say that lightly. I don't talk highly about a lot of people, not because they shouldn't be talked highly of, just because I don't, you know, I don't know them on a personal level. I know her on a personal level and she's that deal. Uh, when I say she don't miss, she's like cop bullet. She don't miss her shit. The accuracy and what she does in her profession, um, She's a she's a healer and she does that work for real. Uh, and so I'm just it's actually an honor to uh, get her on my platform um, to speak at length like she did. Uh, and for the fellas, we got work to do as well. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, uh, if you're calling yourself a king or you're calling yourself an emperor, uh, there are certain standards, uh, non-negotiables and, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it, those things that it, it just is. You just have standards and non-negotiable. And, you know, you're not going to, there's no amount of manipulation that can change that. There's no amount of trying to change you around that's going to change that. It just is what it is. You know who you are. And so it's important and imperative for you to align with a goddess of that same cloth. One who already knows who you are, sees who you are, and is not has no intention of changing that, but has every intention of magnifying that, progressively moving that forward, has every intention of helping you build upon that. Because she really is, the black woman really is powerful. And when she's in her highest goddess state, um, she is really uh, unstoppable, real talk. And I've, I've seen this, I've seen this firsthand, so it's not something that I'm saying, but if you haven't seen it, that just means that you have to really do the internal work so that you can align with somebody of that caliber. But is, she, she's a power, she's a powerhouse. Even on the chess, even on the chessboard, um, she's the power piece. The king is the most valuable piece, but that queen is the most powerful piece. And so, um, you know, the, the the Empress Kuhani, man, I, I, I'm just, uh, again, just elated that she would even, uh, it's an honor to have her on my platform. And get the jewels. Get the jewels. Because everybody's not going to take the time out to, to give you that. And we are in a crucial time right now is the thing. Um, if we're not thinking about nation, if we're not thinking about how our actions affect, it's not just the individual. If we're not thinking how our actions affect the collective as a whole, they do. If we're not thinking how, you know, um, this system of white racism works and how it produces 
certain groups of our people to do certain things, and this has become generational. If we can't see that, we need to start taking a closer look in the mirror. But the most important thing is that the most important thing is that we have to really take a look at us. It starts with us. Knowledge of self. Know thyself. That's over the pyramids. Know thyself. That's the first thing. That's the first lesson always. Hmm. And once you have studied yourself, if you would ask me what I should study next, I would tell you return back to yourself because it's a non-ending process. This is how man evolves. You can never know yourself enough because once you know yourself, then you know that which you're going, which you can and have the potential to attract. Once you know thyself, then you know why, or at least you know enough to know if this shit is uncomfortable, what are the ancestors sending me for me to take a look at? What's the reflection? What internal work do I need to do? Because there's a lesson in this. And we have to understand that it's a constant, it's a constant practice. It doesn't stop. It doesn't stop. And if you're in that category of always passing the blame, if you're in that category of always, it's somebody else's fault. You haven't, you're not doing any internal work. You're not doing any internal work, period. Um, any relationship I've ever been in that, that hasn't worked. I'm not in, I'm not in now. So any relationship I've ever been in and if people question me, I always say, well, you know, it takes two to tangle. So, you know, she did her part, but I had my part too. And that's just what it is. Cause I know I have my part. I know I'm difficult. I know I'm hard to deal with. Um, but that, that the reason I know that is because of internal work that I tend to do. So I know that. I know my expectations are high of people. So I know that anybody coming within my circumference, within my cipher, they might find that to be difficult. If they have, if they have low self-esteem issues or insecurity issues, my expectations were probably going to collide, but I know this about myself. Why? Because I've done the internal work, but I know this about myself because I have high expectations of myself as well. So I'm going to have high expectations of those people coming within my cipher. I also know that I have some insecurity issues myself. Why? Because I've done the internal work <laughs> to, to recognize that, wait a minute, my shit ain't perfect. As strong as I am, as strong as I am, um, real talk, as strong as I am uh, as a king, uh, and as strong as, as strong as, uh, you know, I might appear at in front of the conscious community, the fact is, is that I'm very... Uh, I have issues with relationships, which for me means that I have, it's internal work that I have to do. It's internal work. For years, I knew that I was drawing a particular type of woman to me. And it took me really, um, it took me really doing reflection on self. Like, why am I drawing? Well, I like, like, I'm always like, I'm always drawing a type the type of woman where it's like a caretaker type situation like I'm bringing everything and it seems like they're you know they're bringing beauty to the table they're beautiful they're bringing you know some certain uh, 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 home skills but our alignment is not there and I had to realize that wait a minute I'm drawing this too this is the type of woman I'm drawing they're not just coming 
I'm drawing them and the ancestors are sending them to me for a particular reason. And guess what? The ancestors didn't stop sending them to me until I, until I started doing the internal work. Until I started looking deeply within self saying, damn, why am I getting this? Because it doesn't feel comfortable. It's feeling very uncomfortable to me. I don't like it. But the ancestors and their ingenious say, well, we're going to keep sending it until you fucking get the lesson, nigga. That's exactly how it works. And we're going to keep sending them because you got to get the lesson. And if you don't get the lesson, if you don't pass, this ain't like high school. We're just going to pass you through because you can dribble a basketball. No, if you don't get the lesson, the lesson will be repeated. And if you don't get it in this lifetime, as a matter of fact, we'll come back and have you repeat it in another life. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, and that goes back to give, uh, and I'm glad that you brought that up, Empress uh, Kuhani, uh, the, the fact that, you know, we got to get away from this religious dogma and ideology. And that includes, um, so, you know, sometimes I, I, I think that we go, um, and I'll just speak for myself, sometimes I, I really go in, on the Christian church, just the aspect of Christianity, period. But if we're being honest, if we're just being, these people are about to crash up here. If we're just being honest, um, that goes for Islam too. goes for the Muslim community too. It goes for any one of them because it's religious dogma, religious ideology that keeps us separated as a group of people. And I know everybody thinks that their, everybody thinks that their particular religion is the right one. And it kind of when you kind of look at and study all the books, many of them are basically saying the same thing anyway, if you really look. So there should be no division. But the debate, but the books are created. They're there. The different religious ideologies and different religious theologies and all of that are there as a means of separation. That, that's just what it is, because that's how that's how the, the minority is able to control the majority of the world through separation and keeping us divided and keeping us off code and keeping us uh, on some spookism, thinking that some sky daddy is going to come out of the sky or keeping us believing that if we sacrifice our lives, that we're going to go to heaven and sleep with 10 virgins. Nigga, you can't find 10 virgins down here on the planet. So what makes you think you're going to find them up in heaven? But that's the lie that we've been told, the bullshit that we've been fed and we fall into that. And it's, it's all fallacy and fantasy. And, and once we start doing the internal work, then we can realize, wait a minute, the God actually exists within myself. Yes. yes. That's, yes. Where, that's where it resides. The power actually resides within me. But they never wanted me to look within myself internally. They never want me to study myself. That's why they have you looking at the sky. That's why you, they have you looking outside of yourself. And so we go into relationships with that same attitude. It's never my fault. It's always the other person's fault because I know what I'm bringing to the table. So it could never be my fault. And that's bullshit. It's got to be your fault. How? Because you drew this person to you. You drew. You have the power to draw this person to you, but you don't have the power to take responsibility for the fact that this shit ain't working because you drew this person to you. And because this person was drew to you, because you needed to look internally and reflect and see what it is within you that you need to work on. You're lazy. You don't want to do the work. So it's always fucking easier to say it's his fault or it's her fault. That shit is easy. Yes, yes. And for a lazy motherfucker, they will continue to do that. 
Lazy motherfuckers will continue to always pass the buck. Lazy motherfuckers will continue to always give an excuse as to why they ain't got no job, why they ain't working. Lazy motherfuckers will always give the excuse as to why it's always somebody else's fault and they are never the problem. Because they don't want to do the work. They don't want to do the work on themselves. And when you don't want to do the work on yourself, which is actually the true temple of God, when you don't want to do the work on yourself, the true temple of God, you are respecting God, you are disrespecting God and disrespecting the ancestors. Who allowed you the ability to even breathe on this plane of things made manifest in the first place. You were totally disrespecting them. And you'll never get that lesson but you'll thank me later, years from now, when some shit really hits you and you realize, damn, all this time I've been fucking off the temple of God. Because that's what you're doing. You're fucking off the temple of God. When you're too lazy to do the internal work yourself or think that somebody else is going to come along and do the work that you're supposed to be doing for you. Nobody else is going to come along and do that work for you. Not on you, on your temple. They got too much goddamn work to, to work on their own temple, to be working yeah. on your temple. Yeah. Shit, that's too much work. It's the fucking, the workload is too goddamn heavy because you got a lot of baggage and shit with you that you ain't dealt with. When we talk about generational trauma, that shit has been passed down. That's a lot of shit. Now, are there people who can guide like empresses like Kuhani? Absolutely. But they can't do the work for you. You got to eventually do the work yourself. And you should want to. That's the whole thing because it's you. This is your temple. You should want to do the work. Yeah. yeah. You should want to recognize and say, you know what? I want to fix me. Who wouldn't want to fix them? A lazy motherfucker who's always going to point the finger at somebody else. That's who wouldn't want to fix them. And even after hearing this, the reality is, because I keep shit in reality, you know how I do. Um, the reality is, is that there's lazy motherfuckers in the room right now who are still not going to do the work. They still going to find a way to blame somebody else for their issues. And therefore, they're going to continue to go into cycles of traumatic type relationships where the shit ain't ever going to work out. They're going to continue to draw tra- trauma they way. They're never going to understand what Yurima Karama is talking about when I say I want to build a community that's trauma and drama free. On the surface, they're going to clap their hands and say yes. But on a deeper level, they're never going to understand what I'm talking about because they deal in trauma every day of their life. They Mm -hmm. never want to do the work. And they're going to stay in trauma because that's where they've become comfortable. Just like these goddamn Negro peons have become comfortable with white racism and slavery in 2021. They've become comfortable with it. So they can never see the situation for what it is because there's a comfort. There's a comfort in capitalism. There's a comfort in fiat currency. There's a comfort in going to a job knowing that this white boss is going to pay you and you don't have to hunt yourself. There's a comfort in going home knowing that your energy, your, your, your lights are just automatically going to turn on. There's a comfort in that becomes a little bit more difficult when you're the motherfucker that has to provide the energy or figure out another way to do it on your own. Yeah. It becomes a different ballgame when you actually have to think for yourself because you live in a system where you're comfortable with somebody thinking for you. And they've even created a system where they think in your relationships for you. That's why this shit is so traumatic. And that's why you can't get through it. 
And that's why the complaints will continue and the black man will always be the problem. And in certain black men, the black woman will always be the problem. And they will say, well, I got to go get me a white girl. I had a conscious brother who I thought was conscious, which I learned that he wasn't conscious had the nerve to tell me, and he called himself a spiritual healer too, had the nerve to tell me, man, brother, Urema White women are for us. I had to cut that nigga off. Mm. And then when I dug down the rabbit hole, I realized, damn, he, he's dealing with trauma. Yeah. When we talked, I realized he's dealing with trauma, and he's supposed to be a healer, but he ain't healed himself. Yep. He can heal other temples, but he can't heal his fucking self. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. This is so deep. This internal work, that's, that's, and I, and let me apologize. Um, I, I find it hard to take, to sit still when the spirit is moving. So I was walking all around my phone died, but um, I wanted to tune back in, and that's why this whole conversation is about looking inside, because we've been told the biggest lie that it's anywhere other than us. We are the gods. That's why people get so afraid of hearing that. We are in charge. If there's so much power in that. That's the power of knowing that you are completely in control of yourself, but we, we, we're not used to operating in that power. Everybody's looking for a set of rules and regulations. Everybody's looking for certainty, even, even in spirituality, even amongst the conscious community, because we've been, we've been so indoctrinated. So even when I have clients come to me, they want me to give them a step one, step two, step three, because they're looking for me to tell them how to do their life. The point is, the whole story is, the gag is only you know the path to get you to where you need to be. I am just a conduit of light. I am just showing you the light on your path and trying to get you to trust yourself to take those right steps so that you don't just keep pulling bullshit from every direction. When we talk about building the community, um, and Yurima talked about building the community, this is actually a part of that. People think, oh, where I got to donate. Yeah, that's a part of it, too. That's a very important part of it. But a part of it means healing yourself. That's the thing. We have we convolute and, and pack our lives with so many things when our only real true goal is to heal. Then you're going to show up in every situation. I have people that come to me for shadow work that I decline shadow work because they are not ready to see the truth. And one of the hardest things that you will ever do in your life is open up your own eyes. And it, it, it's challenging at first because you, you're not used to doing it. Just like on the matrix. You, you never seen before. You don't, you're not used to doing it. And you're looking for, we've been taught so much. Let me tell you how hard this is. This is hard. This is, this, it takes work to jump out of this. We've been taught that God is outside of us so much from Christianity and whatever religion. No, all of them are the same. I don't care what you call it. But we've been taught that that power is outside of us so much that when I restore or when you come into alignment with yourself and realize that you look and you are the holder and the keeper of that power, the first thing you do is reach out to find a book. As a matter of fact, that's when I was on my own spiritual journey, I had to write a book. And I'm thinking, man, people keep coming to me for a book. They want some direction. Let me just create it then. 
But there really is no book. What you need to do is take your first step, really go inside and bow down and actually recognize the fact that you are the problem. <laughs> you are the one in your own way. When it comes to relationship, when it comes to nation building, when it comes to your children, your job, your parents, you are the only one. You're, that's it. I can go deeper. I'm not even going to go to where I really want to go with this right now because that then people really going to start <laughs> slapping their hand. But you have to find whatever practice you can to make you face yourself. And in the spiritual realm, as a spiritual tra- tra- practitioner, there are a lot of spiritual techniques that will allow you to see yourself. Looking at yourself is the hardest thing you will ever do. But when you face yourself, when you face that darkness, when you face that shadow, you're going to be like, oh, this is the path I'm supposed to take. And see, you're not supposed to know the whole way. We will never get this. That's the thing. Everybody is looking for this quick fix because we live in this microwave society. But the truth of the matter is, when you drive in your car at night, you can only see six feet ahead of you because it's designed that way. You got to keep depending on that light. That's the same way our ancestors function. They're going to give you what you need to get to see if you're going to be obedient. And then it's like a game. Uh, and once you really realize how this spiritual shit really works, you will understand this whole thing is like a puzzle. So you have your path that you're supposed to take, but you don't know it yet. They're going to show you where you're going. You're going to align. You have a path and a purpose, but you don't know all of it. But the spirit is saying to you, don't worry about how you're going to do it. Just focus on what I told you to do and trust me to get you there. I'm going to give you all of the tools that you need to push you along the way. What I need to do is my realm. I exist in the space of what do I need to do? What is my goal? That's why I need to know what my goal is, what my purpose is before I even enter into relationship because everything else will line up with that. So the what is my realm. The how is the realm of the ancestors. Stay in your lane. Get out of the house. Because if I get myself in the frequency of, okay, I need to manifest this new job. I need to manifest this. How am I going to do it? I just jumped into the lane of the ancestors. And they're like, I got me. You get over there and just accept the call. That same thing is true in relationship. We want certain things, but if we jump into his lane, we jumped out of our own. Stay in alignment with what you're trying to manifest. And you will see a little bit. You will be you'll begin to draw and attract your tribe. You will learn something and that'll send you in this direction. And then you think you got it. You're like, oh, I got it. The spirit taught me a lesson. I finally see. And as soon as you finally see it, let me tell you what the ancestors are going to do. They're going to test you. I finally got it. I ain't, I, ain't, I ain't taking him back no more. I done took him back into my life seven times. I get it now. I done took all the abuse I need. All right, good. The ancestors are like, thank you, because we're not here to just try to traumatize you. They use life in your path to give you what you need, to give you the strength that you need. And so what are they going to do? They're going to bring them back to see if you're really ready. Or did you keep? do you keep falling and tripping over yourself? Because that's all we're doing in life. We're falling and we're tripping over ourselves. And even as I said, all I said earlier, please don't beat yourself up if you found yourself in the same situation over and over again. You've attracted the path that you need. That's how many times you needed to bump your head before you got it. But the problem is, the truth is, we're living in a day and time where we are at war and we can't keep tripping over the same things that used to trip us over, that used to trip us up before. We can't keep talking about relationships. That's why I'm giving you this. Sorry, that's why I'm giving you these tips, these tools, 
because there's really only one solution. Go back to the source. You are, go back to who you are and figure this out. At some point, you got to, if you're sitting up there and listening to me talk and you realize, boy, I have had a lot of relationships. I haven't had any success. I got a problem with that. And I got a problem with my kids. I got a problem at work. Everybody's a problem. At some point, you're going to say, let me just scratch all this. I want to unlearn everything that I knew and start over. That's how I got to, that, that was my journey. That was my journey. My journey was like, you know what? I'm not going back to church no more because all I'm doing is going back to church every Sunday. And all I'm doing is going to Bible study on Wednesday. And all I'm doing is reaching out to the kids and helping them and donating and doing these things. I'm, all I'm doing, I'm not getting healed. I'm getting busy. So now what you've got to do is return to yourself. Take the time. You, 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 you're responsible. You're in this room for a reason. You are responsible for you. This is so empowering. Sisters, brothers, this is so empowering. You have 100 complete control over your entire experience. That lie that they told you is a lie. You're not living this life of series of unfortunate events. You're creating that. At what point are you going to use your tools? I got to the point where I hold my friends accountable. They come to me and vent, and I'm the person that people can talk to, and that's okay. I like being that. But now I'm like, look, you said that already. Now what are you going to do about it? What is a tool? Why are we going through these sister circles and goddess circles to learn tools? And we're not using them because you will always find yourself in the midst of a situation. That's life. The lie that you've been told is that everything is supposed to be hunky-dory and peaches and cream and it doesn't work like that. Life is a conglomerate of, pe of peaks and valleys, hills and mountains. You know, we got to go through ups and downs, but you got to get yourself in position to say, I'm in control. I'm in control of me, not in control of anything outside of you. And anytime you find yourself trying to control something that's outside of you, you out of your lane. And when we bring this whole thing back to relationships, that's why this is called Look Who's Talking. Because you really are the problem. Don't nobody want to hear that. As soon as they book me and we get to work and they think, oh, this is going to be good and we're going to cry and we're going to burn some candles and light some sage and play in all her crystals. <laughs> That's not how this works. I'm going to show you you. And this is ugly work and it don't feel good. But on the other end of it is your freedom. Because you recognize at the end of it, you recognize that you're in control. You recognize that you're going to be faced with things because the ancestors, they're not trying to frustrate you. It's the training ground. Why? Because we're at war. So they're going to say, okay, she keeps on tripping over guys telling her what she wants to hear because she wants to hear it. She's not realizing that it doesn't make any difference what you say. The world isn't teaching her like it's supposed to, that it doesn't matter what you say, it's about what you do. So let me feed her somebody and give her somebody who's going to say the right things and see if she fought for it. Oh, she didn't take the bait. Now she's ready for somebody who's going to do the right thing and say the right things. So you just have to, you really have to figure out what your struggles are. And again, women, if we bring it back to relationships, if you do not know where to start, if you, cause you can look in the mirror, everybody talk about this. We got to love ourselves. We got to love ourselves. We got to heal, but don't nobody know what that means. Don't nobody know what that means. They think that means you're supposed to burn some sage and just start like looking at the moon and get real new ages. That, that, that's not it. <laughs> that's, that's not it. That ain't what spiritual work really looked like. And if you don't know where to start as it relates to relationships specifically, line up your last relationships. Your last relationship is the first mental issue you need to address. 
write down all the things that you thought that were wrong with him because you can find those easy. He lied. He did this. He did that. Write that list down and put your name at the top of it because that's you, boo. You're lying to yourself because you accepted someone that appeases the lower part of you. How did he appease you? Because you were in your lower self. That's why I found him attractive. I'm still out here looking for my type because I created this my type. Why? Because I don't guard my gates. I don't guard, guard what I hear, what I see. So I've created my specific type. And so I'm going to keep picking that instead of hitting what I need. And what I need is what's on the path of my, Hold on. my goal. I'm right back. Peace, 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 goddess. Peace. I'm, peace. A, I, I'm up here just going and going and going and going and going and hoping that I'm speaking to the heart of the matter so that women will heal. And when we heal, so will men. <laughs> and men, too. But, you know, you know, I'm talking to us. Michelle, you joined the stage. Unmute yourself, Michelle. Sorry, can you hear me now? Yep, I can hear you. I can hear you. You have something okay. you want to contribute to the conversation? Yes, I do. Um, thank you, Goddess. You hit on so many great points. And um, also, God, Yurima, you hit on so many great topics as well. I just had to chime in real quickly. Um, uh, I've been married for 17 years now, right? And when I started on my spiritual journey, it was because the answers that I knew I needed, I wasn't getting from other people. So something just was like, you got to go inside. You just got to tap inside and find out, you know, what it is that, you know, you're missing in your relationship. And it really was for me to start working on myself and um, realize the things that was missing in my relationship, um, a lot of the arguments and disagreements and stuff that we were having was really about the growth that I needed to do internally and um, also get out of the church because that that is a great message that you put out there. Get out of the church because it, it teaches you. It teaches you to look outside yourself. It teaches you to find that power outside of you. When the power that you need is, is already in you, you really just got to commit to finding the answers, sit quietly, you know what I mean? Ask your ancestors for, like you said, specificities. You have to be specific about what it is that you need. But I realized when I started doing the work on myself, my husband saw that and just things seemed to just, you know, kind of calm and just kind of come together it, um, you know, also put him in the space to, I guess I was probably more so, um, I, he could see that I was just in a different space and more approachable and more, um, willing to work through issues rather than argue through issues and handle things the same way that I was shown how to handle them. Like, um, oh, hold on. I didn't have the, um, I didn't have the, um, I guess what you could say is the proper, sorry, I didn't really have the proper um, relationship to look at or examples to go by because I was raised in a single 
household. My parents were never married. I didn't really get to see good, healthy relationships. You know what I mean? So I had to figure it out for myself. And then sometimes I'm surprised. Like, I'm like, I've been married for 17 years. Wow. But, you know, I know it's nothing but the ancestors. I know um, the strength and everything that I need. That's where it comes from. But people got to really commit to doing the personal work. And then the things that they need and the answers that they need really do come to you. And it's like um, that saying, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. And I feel like that's how I was. I was in a place where I was still. I was calm. I was ready to receive the messages and the guidance that I needed. And um, when I was when I was really, really ready to receive that and really ready to make the changes necessary, I think that's when, um, you know, the information started coming to me and the people and, and the tribe, you know what I mean? You guys, y'all, the Unity Walk, you guys are my tribe. And um, I'm so thankful for y'all. But another point that I wanted to make is um, I've been listening to the autobiography of, um, uh, um, no, not autobiography, an audio book by um, Shahariza Ali. And I know we were just talking about this not too long ago on our group chat. I'm the guy to understand and a black woman and yo, it's deep, okay? And I know a lot of women might get offended by listening to it, but I know you can find yourself in there when she describes all the women and their personalities and, you know, the things that they go through. But one thing that I did hear that really stood out to me, like to the point where I was shaking, she said that women have a tendency to take their relationship issues and tell their friends, tell their family, so everyone outside of their household knows what's going on within that household. And that makes the man lose trust for the woman. And you know what I mean? That's one thing that I know a lot of women do, including I have done it myself until I started to realize things. But that's one thing that we have to commit to um, working on our individual problems within our household within our household stop taking that information outside of the household and um at least let let that man know that you know whatever issues and problems that you have in the house that's where it is not everyone on the street knows your business and as women i'm pretty sure that you want to know that too you don't want your man going and telling his sisters and telling his friends or whatever what it is that you may be going through you know what i mean personally but um, we need the guidance. We need the elders. We need the women who are wise, who have gone down the road of, you know, healthy relationships and, and raising their kids and, and healthy environments. We need the wisdom of those women to start pouring into the younger the younger generation and, um, you know, provide and maybe like a, a space for them. And I think a lot of people are waking up right now. A lot of people want answers and they they want to tap into themselves and providing um spaces like this is is really really necessary so i thank you guys for doing it and that was my contribution contribution to the conversation thank you so much michelle could you uh reshare the name of the audio book that you shared oh, oh yes it's the um guide to understanding the black woman okay the, I'm sorry, the black, the black man's guide to understanding the black woman. That's what it's called. Okay. Just right. check that out. Mm-hmm. I appreciate you sharing. We do, we do have to go, you know, within ourselves and really figure out what our issue is. If there's somebody else 
who wants to come up um, on the on the stage. It is open now. We we said so much here tomorrow. Okay, invite as a speaker. Just raise your hand. We'll let you on. Um, but I wanted to address something that but Michelle did say um, about going to people about your relationship problems. Um, I, I think as it relates to that, we do need women and people that we can speak to like the elders, like she said, or like women who are wise. Make sure you're going to the right places because everybody that says that they're for you are not. Some people are exactly. sitting on the sideline waiting. You know, uh-huh. some people uh-huh. are giving you advice. You, you're reaching for people to give you advice on something that they don't know anything about. Some people aren't um, comfortable enough sharing um their own flaws you know they want to just portray themselves as perfect but we are these imperfect people created from you know perfection we we will return to that space we have these issues so that we can learn um and so i guess it's really about making sure you're sharing with the right safe space and people who can lift you up yeah absolutely exactly welcome to the stage leticia aisha um go ahead family. Um, yeah, I think this was a great um, follow-up for what we, we discussed on uh, Thursday night. It, it is important that we start looking in, inside, and I just wanted to, um, you know, uh, just really piggyback on what you've already said. I mean, you said you're such a wealth of knowledge and, and uh, wisdom, and, and that's for all three of you have already spoken. Thank you, uh, God and Goddess, um, for for sharing your wisdom with us. And we need to share that with our um, our generations that are following behind us. Because I, I can share just the same similar stories you have as well. Uh, I had to to go, and I'm just being um, uh, transparent. I've had to have my own therapy. When I was in my mid-20s, I had to go to a therapist. Um, I was told to, to stop crying when my mother passed away, and I didn't deal with that. I was nine, almost nine years old. I was told, you just got to suck it up and, and, you know, become the woman that your siblings need for you to, uh, to keep them, you know, straight. They don't need to see that. And so for over 10 years I did that and I held a lot of my feelings inside and unfortunately the man in my life suffered for it and so we have to do that internal work it is so very important that however you choose to which I'm gonna say therapy I would I would say to go to someone who aligns with you um not just to anyone um, that that just is very important because there are some people who are going to try to throw that Western medicine at your ass, and it, it, that just that's only just a, another escapism. So we need to make sure we're going to the right people who are aligned, and you can you can vet those people out. And that that truly helped me to open up and realize that I am fucked up. I'm fucked up in the head. I think people owe me shit because of my circumstances and no one owes us anything. We owe ourselves. We need to, to dig deep in within and find out where our flaws lie and, and what we're contributing into society. 
and how we need to better ourselves and to fix our shit ourselves because we we have a lot of misconceptions of how a man should be treating us or how we should be treating a man and acting like as Empress Kuhani said as niggas in the relationship a, a, a man doesn't want that shit you don't want to come home and have to deal with you you're 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 not at peace so you're going to make him not be at peace and that negative energy is just all throughout the household, you can sense it. You can feel it. And no one wants to come home to that. I know I don't want to come home to it. So we have to look within and ask ourselves, how am I contributing to this? What is it that I'm doing that created this toxic environment? Because I've been toxic and I'm still learning about myself and things that I'm, I'm toxic in and areas that I need to improve. Because it's always a continuing learning process, um, and, and how we can react with and and, re, and and to talk to each other. I think a lot of times we just want to vent to someone or or hurt them um, because we're hurt. And and that saying has has been said, you know, hurt people hurt people, and we have to deal with that hurt that we're dealing with ourselves, and then we can look at relationships as as Brother Yurima said, you can't be in a relationship if you ain't your your shit ain't right and your and you. I've been single for three or four years at some times. I've been married three times. I mean, obviously, I've been picking some some bad seeds or bad I, that, but that's a reflection of me. So I had to get right with myself and decide what am I willing to deal with. And at the end of the day, it is my decision who whose energy I'm willing to to put up with or what what I'm allowing people to do to me. So we have to definitely yeah. look in and that that healing is our responsibility. It's no one else's responsibility. And like I say, if if people show me who they are, then that's how I'm going to move. If that goes with family, too. This, this can go with, with those type of relationships, too. Yes, yes. There are going to be people in your life that, yes, that family, their blood, blood is sticking in water. We need to stick together. But if that person, that mom, or your mom or your dad or your cousins are trying to bring you down or bringing that negative energy and talking about each other to you or behind each other's back and you're not building each other up, that's not, that's just a relative. That's not family. Consist, can I add to that? Yeah. Is that? You just said something so key. A lot of us are staying in these relationships that are not benefiting us or growing us because of what you just said. We grew up as kids and, you know, our, our mother or our sister or grandmother even are disrespecting us. They're disrespecting us and they're doing things wrong. They're not treating us well, embarrassing us in front of people, just treating us in, in, inappropriately, not treating us well. And we we try to do something about it. And immediately we hear, well, you know how your mama is. You know how your grandma is. And what that does subconsciously is it teaches you how to accept disrespect when the person holds a certain position in your life. So now we're in relationships. And the person has been disrespecting us repeatedly. And it's like, well, because it's him. We know what it is. What we what that teaches us is how to move our target. It teaches us how to have poor boundaries. 
Because in most, 90% of all relationship problems really just is poor boundaries. What about when that person pushed your boundaries initially and you thought, oh, I'm not going to allow you to treat me that way. That's just not how we're doing it. And I'm not going to treat you that way. We don't like that. We don't have our own boundaries. We need to learn how to have boundaries ourselves. And women don't like it when men have their boundaries, when they have theirs. So a man might say, yeah, I don't do this and that. And that's the first thing that a woman who's not who hasn't experienced a healthy relationship and is the toxic one, because sometimes we are the toxic one. The first thing we do when a man presents us with a boundary, even though they may not use that vocabulary, hey, this is my boundary, but they'll show us what they won't do. The first thing we want to do is try to push it to see if we can get them. Look, he said he wasn't going to do it. Look what he did. So you just want a bitch may do. That's pretty much what you're saying. That's, that's, we look to see if we can do it. I've been paying attention to this. I've been studying relationships and I've been living this and I have been in therapy. I've been learning these things. So just trust me, I can see it. I can see the toxic situation is really coming from us. So once we look inside and point these things out, and that's why even something that deep, you have to go go that deep to hear it, that it's coming from your childhood. It's coming for things that you're bringing to the table. I would say even to men, <laughs> Here's a red flag. I know I would. I think most men don't even know this, but here it is. I'm sorry, ladies. As soon as the woman says, "Well, you know, I'm spoiled. I'm spoiled." That is the beginning of some ridiculous shit right there. They're already telling you that they're going to want you to jump through their hoops, and that's what they turned their game. That's what I'm just gonna say. You know, I'm spoiled. I know this story well. When really you need to hear that, when you're healthy, you're going to hear that, okay, this is toxic. You already going to want me to start doing stuff that I don't naturally do to appease some kind of fake um, hierarchy that you created or need that you have. This is already not, I can, that doesn't come from someone who's healed. So a part of this is recognizing, and I bet you, I, I wish I can get a percentage from the audience. But most of us have never experienced a healthy relationship. So you have to know that some of those things are going to be uncomfortable when you are in one and don't sabotage them. But you, but the first step is realizing that not only have you not been in a healthy relationship, you haven't even seen a healthy relationship. So you grow up perpetuating what you saw, thinking that that makes sense. I know people right now, people that I know right now, females right now, that actually feel good when there is debate. They feel like, oh, we were arguing, girl. You know, we argued today. You know, like, this is good. Like, this is healthy. I know he loves me because he got mad at me. I wore that dress and he said, what you got on? <laughs> he must really love me. You know, they, so they, and that's why they attract this toxic stuff. That's toxic. Aisha, you came to the stage. Oh. Come on and join our yeah. conversation. Peace, yeah. Peace. How are y'all doing today? We're doing good. That is amazing. Um, I just want to say, firstly, um, there are so many things that you have touched on that have literally got me over here, like, in a, like, almost in, like, my hands started shaking because spirit was moving because there was so many things within me that I know that I have been dealing with. And it was like, it was always a fear of, you know, going inside of yourself because you're not exactly sure what it is or what is going inside of myself or how am I supposed to do this? Like, am I going to get it out of here? Or, But constantly recognizing that you're tripping over the same thing over and over and over again. 
And it was like, Spirit woke me up this morning with this feeling of, today is the day. I know you're feeling some type of way, but you're getting ready to get this because we're not going to keep having these same issues. And um, it was just very powerful, you know, that you, that I was even able to stumble across this, um, you know, this room because it was definitely something that I needed to hear. And it just, it just has me in a state of, of gratitude. And I just wanted to say that. And um, you ladies have a wonderful, wonderful afternoon. Thank you for saying that. Ashe, 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 Ashe. We appreciate it. I, I give thanks for this room too. This wasn't planned. Um, I was told that Yurima did live today. I didn't even uh, get to see it yet. And then I had somebody texting me as we were in this room saying, this is the same stuff. So this is, you know, this is how the spirit works. Um, as a spiritual practitioner, I speak to the spirit. So everybody who's in the room listening, everybody who's under the sound of my voice, I don't have any personal gain. I'm speaking to your spirit. And again, that's why I do have some people who come to talk and who really want to get to the heart of the matter. I don't accept them because I know they don't want to get to the heart of the matter because you are the heart of the matter. Everything in your life is all you, every single single thing. And once you get to a point where you say, okay, I'm really going to take a real good look at myself. What am I creating? And how do I create something different? Be it in my relationship, be it at work. How do I create something different? How do I look at this uh, test? Because it's not people say obstacles and all that. Call it what you want to. But everything that you, every challenge that you're experiencing right now has been strategically placed. It's a part of the training for the war that we're in. So you got to look at that test and say, what is that? What am I supposed to get from this? But what happens is we just get in the test and we just follow our same patterns. We don't use any of our tools. We don't have them or don't know how to use them. As opposed to saying, okay, this woman gets on my nerves every day that we get at work. I always have to deal with this person. I don't know what to do. It's the same thing every day. It's because you keep showing up the same way. You're not changing. Or we're in relationships. We have issues, same issues, same man, same issue, same issue, same issue. That's because you haven't changed. We can't change people. We stay in these relationships that aren't working for us because we're waiting on them to magically change. Like we're trying to control and manipulate the outcome of someone else. Why would you spend your energy doing that? I'm going to talk on something else that I, I mentioned. Whew, this is a tough one for women to hear. I know it's tough. But if you're worried about who your man is sleeping with, you ain't on cold, ma'am, queen, empress, goddess. If you got time to worry about what woman your man is picking, what he's doing on his phone, all these things, you're in the wrong frequency. You're in the frequency that will continue to attract exactly what you're looking for. That's why you hear people say things like, well, if you're looking for it, you're going to find it. That's really kind of true. See, because if you're in your goddess space, if you're in your goddess energy, if you are on your throne, your, your crown is appropriately placed, if you will, then you're not even dealing with anybody that's on that because we're on cold. We're on cold. I could care less about that. The time that it takes me to do the investigation, to ask the question, to figure out what you was doing, why didn't all of that is a dis and a misappropriation of my energy. I'm a goddess. I sit on a throne. I change atmosphere. I know who I am. So I don't give a fuck what you're doing. <laughs> when you come with that energy, you have to realize you're not neglecting anything. 
You just, you have to, that's me accepting that I have no control. Whatever man is in my life, if this is my partner, what am I going to change in him by talking to him about the choices he's making as it relates to another woman? Oh, you talk to her or you like her status or you keep talking to her, you're doing that. I'm not on code. You're taking my energy away from me. I don't care about that because I know who I am. I know that I will accept. And the moment you start presenting me with something that presses my boundaries, it's not good for me anymore. We're, we're, that's, that's just what it is. So we have to start looking at that. That ladies, we got to address that. And that's why my whole, again, my whole sister circle has changed because don't nobody want to hear me say this. <laughs> when you come to Ben about, oh, he was doing this and this and that. And I'm going to tell you the truth. How do you know? He was doing what? Okay. So what are you going to do? You know, how are you going to get yourself out of that situation? Are you on code? Why? Where do you need to fix? What in you is that low vibrational that that's what you're dealing with? And now that you see it, what are you going to do? You're going to keep talking to him to try to convince him to convince you of something else? I mean, it just creates a cycle that keeps us running in circles. And that's why we're running in circles as a people. We talk about healing black love. We talk about healing the black nation. We got to get on cold. That is the answer. That is the answer for all of these questions. It's not about, you know, repeating the same issue over and over again. It's not about that. You got to get on cold. You got to take a look internally and do this work. Nobody's going to do this work for us. And we're only getting older. We're watching people pass every day. At what point are you going to finally stop and say, look, I really need to figure me out. I got to master me. At what point, ladies, are we going to try to fix us instead of trying to manipulate men? Trying to get him to do and be a certain kind of way. How about you show up? And it's a hard message because it's everybody else's fault but yours. And once you change your mindset about that, take that deep internal look, that's when you will do the work to create the experiences that you want to have. Because of who you are, it's your birthright. No good thing will be kept from you. Um, Empress Kuhani, I want to add too on that point that um, because this is this is a conversation about black love. Um, black men, we're 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 um, we're uh, guilty of the same thing. Um, when I know that there was conversation earlier about uh, black men who, you know, or, or, or younger black men who pick younger women um, because they're trying to mold them in what they want them to be. So we're guilty of the same thing, which is a deflection within itself, because that means that we haven't necessarily done the internal work. I'm, I'm guilty of the same thing. I'll just be honest and transparent. I'm guilty of the same thing of trying to mold a person into being what I want them to be instead of doing the internal work necessary to um, draw the person who's ready for me anyway. And, and I, I do think that there are some, there are certain things that, that um, there are certain, you know, fine tuning things that certain people are just going to, they're just going to have, they're going to come with. Um, it, 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 I, I like to call them adjustments, but, when we talk about totally rearranging somebody and, and, and what that looks like, it's kind of like, ah, you know, that means that we haven't necessarily done all of the internal work that we need to do to draw in alignment 
those who were naturally for us in the first place. So I, I'm just I just wanted to uh, bring that point in that it, that that men are guilty of it as well. Can I can I add something, uh, Empress Kuhani? Please. I just wanted to mention, as far as the trying to change people, um, just in my my 44 years of of, of life and dating, you know, um, I learned that there you're not gonna you're not here to change anyone, and so anyone who's out here thinking that you're going to get in a relationship and change someone, you need to, yeah, yeah, you really do have work as, as, uh, Empress Suhani and, and, uh, Emperor, uh, Yurima have mentioned. The thing with, uh, change is, is that you need to change yourself. You have the power to change who you are okay. and you can't change anyone else. Now, not, I'm not saying you won't, you won't, um, encourage someone to change by your behavior. I'm not saying that. I'm saying, like, in dating, in my time of, of that and meeting people, um, I've heard if you say, like, let's say you don't care for a particular, let's say you're vegan and, and they eat meat. And, you're, you know, and I'm not really interested in dating you because you eat meat. Oh, I'll stop. No, no, no. You eat meat. Eat meat. You do it in your own time. I'm not here to change you because then you get into that conundrum where it's like, well, I change for you because you don't, you don't eat meat. No, that's why you do, like, like, uh, y'all said, you align with those people and you get to know them and you vet them and you decide whether or not that person is for or, or against you or, or they're just indifferent and, and it's not for you at all. So we, we, I think that's one thing as, as, uh, melanated women. We get into these relationships thinking we're going to change someone. And that's not our job. That's not our role. We, we're here to change ourselves internally, do that work and healing process. And then that person who is, who is aligned with you will come into play. And it's okay to date and, and vet those people out. But don't think you're going into something to change someone. And, and I have myself told people, no, don't, don't change for me because you need a change for you. That has to come from within. And and maybe it, it encourages you to change, but I don't want you to, to put that on me. That's not my responsibility. So I just wanted to mention that. Indeed. Indeed. Those are facts. And sometimes we do. We do, When we're doing what we're supposed to do, it may inspire a change in the other person. And you just allow those things to organically flow. I think as women, I'm talking to black women, obviously, we want to play with the timeline again that has to do with the fact that like, like i said we've been indoctrinated from childhood to have this situation the the husband the kids play with the dial play with the house all that stuff they've been teaching us how to be quote-unquote wise forever so when we're in that situation we start to do exactly what leticia just said and we also try to change the timeline we want to play with the timeline it's got to happen right now I want you to change and do this, all these things right now. We got to make these commitments right now, as opposed to organically allowing things to be what they are. Let people just be them. Let people just organically, we got to find a way to take a deep, a deep breath as women. Like we might find ourselves in this situation and we're dating a person. There is no need to go into that situation 
pushing and playing with the timeline. Y'all already got it all set up. Most women um, in high school already know what wedding dress they want to wear. They already know all these things that create these false sense of certainty. Because that was another thing that was said to us. It's something to keep us hung up on nothing. A wedding. You know, I'm not, I'm not you know, people do what they want to do. But it's not really healthy. It's not a healthy mindset to think that I'm going to date this man. I'm going to entice him into marrying me. And then, boom, I got it. No, that's, certainty is an illusion. There is no certainty. You are like the moon goddess. You change. There are phases. So what happens is you need to agree and align with the idea that I will stay in a situation as long as the, search, the situation is on my frequency. And should that change, and I need to make a change, I'll adjust. That's so scary for people to, to think that. We don't even want to make allow men to have that freedom. I'm going to stay in this. I, I'll tell somebody in a minute. I, yeah, this is, I don't, we don't, you don't need to give me any superficial things. We don't need to have a special conversation to say, okay, so is this it? Are we in, in? Are we good, good? What are we doing? I'm going to exist in this space so long as we're feeding each other in a healthy manner. And should that happen from now until my last day on this plane, then that's what it's going to be. But should it not, and this is no longer good for us, this is no longer a healthy experience, then we're going to adjust accordingly. I'm not looking for this fake sense of security. And once we get that out of our head, we need it. It's like we want these men to give us some, that we want to be uh, fed alive because we've, we've been, living in this indoctrination with religion and all that, where we are sued by lies. That's why it's more important for us. If I say to the man, I love you and he don't say anything else to me, but he's cooking and he's, um, you know, washing my car or doing things to show me, I'm still stuck on. You didn't say you love me. And he's sitting up here like, well, what I did, did I really, really, really have to? Cause I'm trying to show you not that that's not important, but we have been stuck on the word. That's that surface stuff. So that's why I said it's so important to take a, a closer look at who you really are and how you're really showing up because we're not doing it. We're doing it in a very, very superficial way. We just hear people saying things and we try to mimic it. We hear, oh, I'm supposed to love myself. I'm going to buy some black soap and shea butter, you know, or whatever I need to do to make me feel good and love. It's more to it than that. And this, this work, this walk is not, it's not cutesy. It takes some introspective work. Welcome to the stage, Theodore. I definitely want to hear what you have to contribute to the conversation. Peace. Oh, hey, y'all. How y'all doing? I'm, Good. I'm just, I'm, I'm, what makes me so upset right now is that this is not recorded. Was somebody recording this? <laughs> I mean, because I've been sitting here listening ever since y'all started, man, and, and I've just had goosebumps the entire time because... This is what I'm on. Theodore, we good. Please, oh man, because this so so this conversation that we're having right now needs to happen every day because we're talking about indoctrination. This is what they've been doing to us from day one. So we have to reprogram. Especially this needs this needs to be played to all the, the young ladies that's in school. I just I did a little crazy post on my Facebook and get I was just talking about these young girls talking about they need to go through their whole stage and i'm just like what the hell yeah. is a whole stage i mean i i can i heard it once and I, I heard it like a three or four more times over the last couple of weeks and i'm like 
are little girls actually out here thinking that they have to be whores in order to become a woman? And, and, and I've had a conversation with a, a lady that works with uh, teens, and she said this is what they talk about all the time. So this is right on board. And then I'm doing a documentary called Stolen Innocence, and it's talking about how, uh, how uh, rape, sex abuse, child molestation, the unhealing of the black community, and I've been looking for people just to collaborate with to bring in on this, and I've taken my time with it. I wanted, to, I mean, I could shoot this film or this documentary in about three months, but I just really felt like I needed to wait and allow the answers to put the people in my life that need to be in there. And hearing what y'all having to say right now, I'm just like, God, this is so important. I can't wait to see y'all in Farmington uh, because then I'll be able to to, to, to address this and, and, and listen to what y'all have to say and see if y'all want to be a part of this. But one of the things that I, that, that I talk to my people about is foundation. As a, as a collective black people, we don't have a foundation outside of what, I mean, just the conscious people, we learned what our foundation was, but as the, the masses don't. They don't know who they are, where they came from. So we're accepting anything. And going, you know, I've been to therapy before, and it did help. I was lucky enough to, to have a therapist that was uh, awakened and knew all this way before time, but, you know, just talking to some of those Western therapists, you know, they want to medicate you and tell you all this jumbo-jumbo, and it's not even on point. But what y'all are saying right here needs to be talked about every single day. Like, that's it's not a time. I mean, I mean, it needs to be, these need to be YouTube videos, the videos that we can, uh, that we can access every single day because this is raw, uncut, and stuff that we need to hear. And, I mean, like I say, I, I, was, I was dating a girl, uh, and she was telling me that I needed to become, I needed to become a, a if I was if, if I was going to uh, something she said, but she was basically telling me I needed to become God in order for her to be the angel in my heaven. And I was thinking, why don't I just become who I am and you become who you are, and then we see if we fit, rather than me being the uh, the cause and effect of you becoming who you're supposed to be. You know, and, and the relationship obviously didn't turn out, but uh, a good. But I'm just the point that y'all are hitting on, man, is just like I'm just like, man, this needs yeah. to be talked about every single day to the point where we black and blue in the face. People just like, oh, this again, yes, this again, until we get to the point where we're actually healing, because it's not happening. And no matter what we do or say, no matter how many times we talk and meet, until until we are um, uh, until we have gotten to the point where we are healing or healed, we're not going to get anywhere because you're always going to have that group. I mean, that energy is major. And somebody was talking about how energy come in, you bring the bad energy to your household in effect. And I was doing that, you know, and just like Dream was saying, a lot of men are, are guilty of this too. I know I am. I know I am. I know that my energy is big and, and, I, and, and, and I bring some of that negative energy that I have. I used to like to fight. So, and I don't fight no more. So a lot I had to found I'm in the process of finding ways to put that energy towards somewhere else. It don't take much to piss me off. And that's something that I'm working on healing. And a lot of times people are, 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 are do things to where I'm thinking about why well, you I'll smack the shit out of them, I'll punch them in their shit and, and I'll be I'll feel better. But I can't do that no more because I know who I am and I'm and I'm and I'm gradually getting to the point to where you know, certain things aren't affecting me, but it's taken, I mean, I'm 43 years old. It's taken a, I really started to wake up about 2016, you know, and, and some of the things that I went through to get there are just horrible. If you think of 10 of the worst things you can go through as a human being, I've been through five, and that kind of pushed me there. It, it, it shouldn't have to take that, and this is why I talk to the young brothers. I go to the jail every 
Monday and I talked to these young brothers and I said, don't let it get to the point to where you have to, you're so unhealed that you're going through so much suffering to get to where you need to go to. And it, it shouldn't have to take all of this. Like, all that I'm saying, all of the things that we're talking about right now to be talked about every single day, man. I mean, every single day. Every time we, we turn on a radio or turn on something, somebody should be talking about healing, healing, healing to the point where we get there. I mean, that's all I wanted to say. I just, I'm loving what y'all are talking about, and I just can't wait to get in front of y'all to hear some of this, just to mm-hmm. grab on some of that energy when we when we meet up in uh, in uh, Farmington. God bless y'all, man. Ah, uh, Shay, thank you for for your transparency and for sharing. Um, ladies, let me just point out: notice that I didn't say anything to the fellas. I didn't say anything to the guys, but you see how this works. You know, and and this is a message, even though we're talking about black love this message permeates and goes to every relationship. This is the answer. This is how we heal. Because when you say black love, we're talking about you loving yourself. We're talking about you being able to share that love with your children to break those generational curses, to be able to share those love, that love in relationship. We, our kids don't have to get to 41 to learn this. You know it now. We got to start showing them what's healthy. And I agree. This is a message. I mean, I think what Theodore just said was so on point. We just got to keep saying this until we get it. Because this process, the journey that we own, we, we've been dealt a certain hand. I don't, I'm not going to say in the frequency of that because we already know the hand we've been dealt. Now our process is unlearning. You're going to have to unlearn all of that stuff that has been given you. Because all of that information was designed to keep you further and further and further from the truth of who you are. You're going to have to trust yourself. How do you develop trust in any situation? Repeated exposure. If I meet somebody new and I want to begin to trust them, the more time I spend with them, the more I'm able to develop trust. That is the same thing when it comes to trusting you with yourself. You got to have the time to have that repeated exposure to yourself so that you can understand what your tendencies are, so that you can understand what Theodore just said, I used to do this, but now I do this. Because as you begin to unlearn these things, as you get into the seat of your life where you got your own will, you really get to control your whole life. This is huge. As you do that, you will see that you will unlearn something and something else will come back up to the surface. Now you got to work on that and something else will come back to the surface. Please don't get exhausted with that process. That process is called life. That's the dance with the ancestors. They want that. They want us to always lean and depend on them as source. And we, it, 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 I got to say it. I have to say leave the church because that's the step one. Some of y'all are saying, you know, I want my man. I want to be able to call my man God. And they see the powerful, the brothers that we have speaking and the beloved figures and, you know, social personalities that are speaking about the cause. And, and, and men, women are attracted to that. And you all oh, look at that God. I want that God. Well, how are you going to have that God if you're worshiping the white Jesus? But you want hope. How is that working out? for you because that's that, mm. not how that works and I know it's hard because I went through the journey it's a journey to just free fall and recognize that I'm in control of my life that is the most powerful thing to say that I'm in control I get to choose my path or I get to walk my path and your path will be revealed to you and on that path will be the relationship that you need to get you to the next place does that mean that that's a forever relationship? 
we give thanks for these relationships that, that taught us to bust our head a couple of times because we got the lesson. Get the lesson, level up, move forward. Get the lesson, level up, move forward. It's a cycle. Empress, I want to add to that, that when in, in doing the, it, it just hit me as you were speaking and as Theodore was speaking, when doing this internal work, um, the lesson is know thyself, of course. Know thyself. So we go to do the internal work to know thyself. But I think there's another part of that, which is titled, be real with thyself. Because just as you can't love anybody else unless you love yourself, you can play pretend games. But if you're not real with yourself, too, you're not going to be real with somebody else. See, there's a lot of carbon copies walking around in, in trying to imitate originals. And so um, you really have to be real with who you are. And being real with who you are means not putting on a facade, not pretending to be something that you're not because you're trying to attract. Because what's going to happen is that shit is see-through. The ancestors see-through that shit because they know, they know who you are. And they know the journey that you're on. And so if you're not going to be real with yourself, you're going to still end up in the same conundrum. But what you might, what you, what, what might happen, what might happen because sometimes we ask for something and then we get it and we're not ready for it because you put on a front or you put on a facade or you put on a fake face. And so then that which you ask for, you actually lose. And it's unfortunate because had you put on, had you done the actual work, had you been real with who you really are and said, okay, this is the act, this is really where I'm at. Okay, this is really the shit that I want to be still involved in. Some people ain't, they, you, you, and, and that's being real. That's just being real, and there's no judgment in that. So, you know, I like, I think, Theodore, like when you talked about when you broke down, and I love that, that you said, you know, that you still um, you used to like to fight. Um, knock a motherfucker out. For the young guy that that is there, for the young guy that is in that same situation, like they like that. I think that, although from my standpoint, it might be unproductive, if that's where they at in just being real with themselves, they have to be real about that. But in being real about that, there's some growth in that. Because in being real, they're saying, okay, I know this shit is wrong, but this is where I'm at. And there's growth in that. They can move from that. But if they're going to fake, see, when we start putting on fake faces and fake facades, then it really becomes a problem because then again, we're going to draw those type of relationships, not even realizing. I always say that the shit that happens behind the scenes that we can't see is more important than the shit that we can actually see. The shit that they did to make the movie is actually more important than the movie that we see. We see the movie, we see the end product, but the shit that actually got us to the end product is the most important shit. Because if you saw that, if you saw that process, then you would realize, oh, okay, this is, oh, oh, all of this shit that it took to get to this end product. And that's what happens is we see the end product of the relationship, the toxicity. We get to the end and, and oh, the shit isn't working. We get to the end and we see all the drama and the conflict in it. And for the relationships that are successful, salute. 
salute for the relationships that are successful. Continue. That means you've done the work. You had to do something along the way. Either that or you just got lucky. And it's and, 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 and I don't believe in luck. So you did something to get to that stage. So salute for the ones who think that they're in successful relationships, but the shit is toxic. Stop thinking. Please. Stop pretending. Because we got a lot of that. We got a lot of people behind the scenes who talk about, um, and I know Empress Kahani, you know about this as well. They talk about the success of their relationship. They make it seem like a beautiful thing. They make everything so lovely and hunky-dory. But when you start to peel back the layers of the onion, you start to cry. Because, And the reason you start to cry is because you realize that they're living a fucking lie. And they can't even see the forest for the trees. That their shit is actually that, some shit. That their shit isn't hunky-dory, that their shit isn't pleasant, that really their shit is fucking more toxic than the toxic relationship that actually know that they're toxic. Hmm. Their shit is more detrimental than the toxic relationships because even in the toxicity of that relationship, they have a semblance of knowing like this shit is, is fucked up. I don't know how to get out of it. I don't even know how I got into this shit, but I know this shit isn't right. For the ones who are faking, pretending like, oh, we just got a beautiful thing. And man, everything is just so lovely. Oh my goodness. Me and my man, we do. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that shit is, that, that shit sounds good. It shit sounds good. But you're the ones that have to live through that shit. We don't. So right. it, it still goes back to you having to do the work. And if you're not willing to do the work, you can fake all you want. There's a, like I said, there's, there's many carb, carbon copies out here who are trying to emulate and imitate originals. It just don't work like that. And everything that you said, Yurima, uh, is about being authentic. You've got to. And that's why we need to spend time with ourselves to understand what that means to really figure out where you are, what you're trying to do, what's your authentic self, what's your authentic path so you can show up like that. Not just for relationships, but here's how this works in the spiritual realm. Your tribe is looking for you. They're looking for you. But if you imagine yourself in a party and you and you got on a mask and you're just trying to find your tribe, you're trying to connect, and they're looking for you. They're like, I know there's this person out there with this gift because the ancestor senses. Where is our soul? Where is our spirit where's that connection that where's the person but you had on the mask the whole time because you're afraid to show up you're afraid to be fully who you actually are you're afraid of being all the way into your light soon as you take that mask off you realize everything you wanted was right there all you needed to do was step into your authentic space they're like oh there she goes she was over there what were you doing behind that mask come on let's go we got work to do that same thing is true in relationships you know you've got to show up and let people be authentically themselves so that you can see what you're dealing with. And let me tell you this, it stings a little bit, but it's the truth. If you're trying to change somebody, if you're trying to get them to be what you want them to be, which is inauthentic to them, that is a reflection of the inauthenticity in you. You're like, Hey, Mm. I'm being fake. Come on, come on, be fake, be fake. When you're real, when you 100% who you are and you're continuing to be more and more comfortable within yourself and you're authentic, you don't seek to change people. I don't bring up, I don't come to a relationship or a situation with all these rules. Here's who I want you to be for me. That's inauthentic. I'm vegan. I need you to make sure you're vegan. I'm this, I'm that. No, you let people do what they want to do so that you can then see what they rather do. And then you line up or not. You've got to find your authentic space. 
if you are attracting people who are inauthentic, guess why? Because you need to find the inauthentic space within yourself. Even in spirituality, I know we talked about religion, and, and we, 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 we debunk that all the time because it's just we don't need that. We were, we were born spiritual. We were born with the light and what we need. Even in that, you have to find your authentic space. There is no, oh, I found a person. I want to do it just like they did it. I want my path to be just like their path. No, you got to find your authentic space. And allow, allow. We want things to be made so quick. Recognize that we live in this society where things are happening so fast. How about you allow yourself to be healed? Allow yourself to be elevated. Allow yourself to feel what it's like to actually be comfortable in your own skin. We got women out here who are on, they are afraid. They're really afraid. And we don't talk about it enough, because, but they're really afraid to really be their authentic self. Sometimes that shows its face as a whole bunch of makeup. Sometimes it shows its, its face with uh, getting lost in, in superficiality. Like, I need a new handbag. I need the newest this, the latest this. Nothing wrong with all those things. But what are you really hiding? It's hard when we hear this message coming from the brothers because we hear a lot of, oh, you know, if you got a weave, then you must be fake, this, this, and that. Okay, their delivery might be a little skewed, but we're hitting on something. People do things for different reasons. I'm not saying anybody with a weave is fake. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying in all things, no matter what those things are, whatever you're using to cover your authentic space, if it's used as something that's keeping you from being authentically who you are, you need to address what you're afraid of because there's some light behind there that you're hiding. You need to ask yourself, why is it that I'm dependent upon their validation for me to show up? Some of us get up in the morning and say, um, okay, what do I need to wear today? Let, let me tell you what. I am so happy that I got, I live a life now that I don't have to get up and contemplate what's going on. If I can't go ask Kuhani, I don't want to go. If somebody invites me to a party <laughs> or an event, I'm not, oh, what are, what's everybody saying? Guess what? I'm coming to ask Kuhani today and I'm coming to ask Kuhani tomorrow and that's how I'm going to show up. Now, obviously, we, you know, we got things, dress codes and things of that nature, whatever, whatever. But I'm going to be authentic with me in all spaces. And when you get to a point where you are comfortable enough to where you, you get to a point on your spiritual journey where you won't be able to do that dance no more. I did it. Okay, I got to go. Because a lot of people right now, if you really knew what, my, what I did as a career, you think, oh, geez, is that even a lie? I did that dance. I got to jump over here. Now I got to jump over here. I got to be a goddess. I got to be a heal, a healer. I know that I've been ordained. I know that I've been given this life to help to be the light for our people. Okay, now I got to turn on this and be that. No, no. I, 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 let they, I let go of that dance. That's not what we're doing. Let's show up authentically as ourselves because the right people will love and respect you. The right people will honor who you are and what you bring to the table. Spend time in that space. That repeated exposure, like I said, how do you build trust? Repeated exposure. How much time are you spending with yourself? Why don't you get up and say, what do I, what do I need to put on to make me feel good today? What do I feel like doing today? You know? And we start that even with our kids. Let them, let them make some choices that make them feel special. That, that keeps them in that space. We spend our time with our children taking them further and further and further and further and further 
away from the truth of who they are. We do it when we do it as babies. When the, when our babies are born, we get them, we feed them the bottle. I can give my baby an eight ounce bottle, and he drinks two ounces, and he's good. He's gonna push the nipple out of his mouth. I'm done. I got what I need to do what I need to do. That's enough. That's my fuel to get me to the next moment. What do we do to those same children who innately know what they need to do? We sit them at the table because they become toddlers now. And they eat their food. They eat a little bit of everything, but they didn't clean their plate. Because we were born up in poverty. We say, ah, 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 clean that plate. What do we do? We pull them further and further and further away from their natural sense of knowing what they actually need. Just because you grew up, maybe you didn't have it. So I got to give my kids a whole bunch. How about I'm full? This food ain't going to feed nobody in Africa. I'm so tired of I don't want to hear that. My point is, we we do things, and I'm not saying, you know, obviously we have to teach kids to eat and do the things that they need to do. I'm not talking about that in, a, in, in more of a general sense. I'm saying things have happened that have been tr- transposed upon us as we journey through this thing called life where we are pulled further and further and further away from our natural sense of knowing. Some of us have hobbies that we don't even know we have. If you were to walk through my house right now, it looks like I'm walking through it as I talk to you. It looks like a forest. I have plants everywhere. For so long, I didn't have anything green in my house. I didn't have any plants. I had forgotten that as a kid, I used to love to play in the dirt. I had forgotten that I used to love to watch things grow and be one with the earth. I had to get back to myself to get back to that original original person. That's what this journey was. Who were you? Who were you before they told you you were somebody else? That's your journey. Every time I get somebody in front of me and we start doing work and they, they, they you know, people in their safe place to cry and I like all that. Get it out. But my question is, who were you before you got your heart broke? Who, let's go back and grab that person. My dad left. My dad did it. Okay, who were you before that? We got to go back in there and get that person back out, join them back, because which right now you're dealing with arrest development. Oh, your daddy left when you were seven? You ain't hear from him no more? Oh, that's when you start emotionally. You stop developing. That's your arrested development. So now your body grew, but your emotions didn't. So now you're in a situation where you think somebody's going to leave and you start throwing a temper tantrum as an adult because you're seven. But you don't learn those things until you do the work. Who were you before that person broke your heart? Who were you before you was disappointed because you created a fake story of what you thought that relationship should be, but when it wasn't that, you know, your heart was broke. Now what? See, we got to get to those wounds. And the onus for that work is on you. If I'm going to invite anybody to the stage who wants to have any last-minute comments, um, um, this has been an awesome, awesome, awesome conversation. The ancestors were with me this morning when I when I was uh, having a conversation. This has been on my heart so heavy. And um, I started sharing. I was speaking to actually my 15-year-old niece teaching her things that I had to learn in my thirties. I don't have to do that with her. She don't have to go through these things. It's so heavy. And then I reached out to Yurim. I'm like, Hey, we need to do a room. It wasn't supposed to be this. We were supposed to be having. (laughs) But then this is the direction that the spirit said to go. So I implore you to heal. I implore you ladies, as you're thinking about your type and what, what, what King you're trying to attract, 
I implore, I implore you to recognize that the most sexiest, the most attractive, the best attribute in the world on a man is his ability to heal himself. And when you attract the person that has that ability, that's going to be because you're healing yourself. Because game recognizes game. And you're going to learn that what's attractive in you ain't got nothing to do with what you got on, your crop top, what you're doing, how you pop it, what you, you know, don't matter what you're doing, that what's going to be attractive is your ability to be healed. That they're going to be attracted to the fact that you are healed, the fact that you are authentic, the fact that you're constantly doing the work. I'm going to I'm going to ask women to start looking at your tone. Believe it or not, even though we're looking at these these kids, you know, confusing us, doing a lot of different things. Believe it or not, men want women. <laughs> they want women. So how you communicate with your man? They they don't real nigga when they talking to a woman. Again, using that terminology when with. To your goddess, because being a goddess is attractive. That's what draws them to you. That's what draws you, and it draws you what you need. You know, because you're in, when you're in alignment with what you're trying to attract for your goals. That's going to help you in the mission. So it's coming. You just got to do the work. Tuhani, let me uh, let me validate what you said because that that's so true. I think just as Justice, and, and this is where this is where I start with the word real. Uh, again, you know, uh, being real with oneself. But when you when you when you meant, when you talk about men, it's the same way. Like, uh, no no real woman wants a bitch made dude. No real woman wants a dude that you know um, that is not going to defend her. Uh, no real no real woman wants a dude who is an emotional phenotype. He's always in his emotions and it, it, it's not going to work because if she's an emotional being and he's an emotional being like, like she might as well go get her another woman. And and so it, you're absolutely right. No real man wants a woman who is acting the role of a man. Like there, it, it, it does, it doesn't go together. Like we got, we got partners for that. We, we got male friends for that. So, so I think that, um, from both standpoints, I mean, um, when we talk about roles within the relationship, um, you know, it's it, it's absolutely true uh, what you say in that regard. Like like men, real heterosexual men love women. Um, they love the femininity. They love the you know the 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 intelligence. Uh, you know, and, and the black woman, she's just got that special it factor it just it just is what it is and and i think we talked about it earlier you know it's that something that we can't explain but we already know it just exists he's just got that it factor and so um it's important for people to do again reiterating it's important for us to do the internal work to align and to attract that which we want, that which 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 we need, and I think even when you talk about healing, um, if I can give a metaphor, like really, we might love a sick person, we might love a sick person, but even if you go back, even if you look, like um, 
we have in this particular society, and it just is what it is, we have our view on people that look unhealthy. We, we view them in a certain light. Like back in the day, you, the person who was smoking crack, like in the, in the, in the hood, like you viewed them in a certain light because they got skinny. It didn't look like they was healthy. It just looked like they was like, they were sickly. And you might've had love for the person, but you kind of, you kind of looked at them different. It was a different look. Healthy people. We look at them different. Healthy people. They got a little bit more of a glow to them. It appears like they're, they're, they're in better shape. You can tell that they take care of themselves. You can tell they got a little bit more energy about them. It's not that we don't necessarily don't love unhealthy people or people that are sickly, but we look at them different. It's like we don't want to be in that state. We under, understand that they're in that state, but nobody wants to be sick. Nobody wants to be unhealthy. Not for real, for real, if they're being honest. Nobody that you walk to on the street and you ask them, would you like to take the place of a sick person who's always ill and has some shit going on with their body? I would say 10 out of 10 people are going to say, no, I don't want to take the place of that person, especially if they're healthy. So now take that on an internal level dealing with yourself. And when we talk about toxicity in relationships, there's a part of us all that is unhealthy. And so when you, when you create the metaphor that the most sexiest thing that a woman can see or a man can see in a woman is her ability to heal herself, that's power. That means you've done the internal work. That's power. When you have the ability to fucking heal yourself, <laughs> you, you have literally taken the reins of power back. And then when you realize that you have the ability to do the same shit on a physical level, we're talking about relationships and we're talking about doing internal work. But when you realize that you have the ability to do that shit on a physical level, when you talk about the ancestors have literally given you the ability, the universe has really gifted you with the ability to heal yourself. And this society, this westernized society has literally tried everything it can to extract that and take that from you. There's so many parallels between the physical and the spiritual realm of this reality. And I think that when we start looking at it like that, uh, you are spot on talking about health. That is the most sexiest thing to see somebody who has the power to heal themselves. Goddamn, if they got that kind of power to heal themselves, that's a powerful person. Mm. Yes. And, and, and what that shows when you can heal yourself is that you are introspective enough to figure out that you are the problem. And so that it means that you went there to actually do the work. Make yourself important. If I ask in this room to, hey, you know, just pull out a piece of paper, write down the list of the things that you love. Most women in here will write down their kids, their, their, their mom, they, they will write down everything and they wouldn't even make that list. You ain't even on your own list. Because you just don't think of it that way. That's a shift. So make yourself important enough to love and dedicate yourself to doing the work for you. When you do that, your focus will be appropriate. And let me tell you how this will translate in relationships. Because you're so focused on your goals, because you have laser beam focus on being your best version, 
and you're going to go through life doing everything that you need to do to continue to elevate to that space, it's going to feel good because it feels good working for yourself, working to better yourself. But then when you get in a relationship, you won't be coming to this man presenting this energy of, I have a hole, please fill me up. Women, men don't have the words to tell you that that's what they feel, but they do. Like, oh, here comes this broken lady, and she wants me to put them, put, put her back together. But when you come in from this place of healed energy, place of I'm focusing on me, then that man is going to know that, okay, I can connect with her and get with her and we can build together because she's not going to need me every five seconds. Hey, how you doing? I'm up the street. Hey, how you doing? I'm walking into the restaurant. Hey, just walked out of the restaurant. You're going to feel free enough to let him to continue to be on cold. Allow him to do what he has to do without needing to tend to you every single second just because you're insecure. Because you're insecure and you need somebody to tap back into you just to let them know, let you know that they're still there. There's nothing wrong with that connectivity, but you can't get in a relationship that will rearrange everything you had for yourself. Get your path, choose your path, get on your path. And then a relationship, the proper one, the one that's aligned with the mission, is not going to rearrange you. And when you don't have that rearranging energy, you're not going to look like you're rearranging him. Because the, the men and the kings that we want, they already got stuff going. I can't even be in a relationship with someone who needs me to constantly affirm for them that I'm there. I'm doing a lot of things. I need you to know it. I need you to see it. I need you to feel comfortable. You're not, what are we, two? It's all, I have a, it only, it's, it's a two-year-old that thinks this because I say, close your eyes, peekaboo, I'm actually gone. No, you got to have security and knowing that these people are still there. Allow them to continue being who they are because no man wants to get into a relationship that's going to make them change their whole path. That's what makes, that's when, when Erica Badu is talking about bag lady, you're going to miss your bus carrying all those bags. That's what that song is about. One day, all those bags don't get in your way. A lot of us don't know what the bags are. Or we say things like, oh, kids, I got kids, that's the bag. No, they're not thinking about that. If you in your, if you have of a certain age, you've already lived some life, you have experiences. Nobody's surprised by that. But when you're not carrying your own stuff, you're going to, ex you're going to present as exhaustive energy. I know friends that are exhausting. There are people that I talk, you've been in places where you talk to people and they literally drain your energy. Men can feel that. And nobody wants to be with a vampire. That's one who steals your energy. Feel like, oh, we don't do so okay. If you want to if you if you have this idea of a certain kind of man that you want, one that's owning his business, doing what he gotta do, he's about the, the cause, he's for our people then you're going to have to get in and join in that. Nobody's stopping on the way. You got to get in and keep going. Yurima, you want to chime in? I saw you pulled your mute off. No, I was just saying you keep going in and out and you're making some pertinent points that are being missed. I, I don't know. Maybe it's me. I oh, it could it. be me. It could be me because, you know, I'm I'm working out while I'm doing this. Let me sit down. Okay. <laughs> it could have been, been me. But again, hey, I basically, basically, I was saying get your bags in order. Get your things in order. And it's not that you don't need the partnership. That is coming. But handle yourself. Get to know what you need 
so that when you are in these spaces, sometimes we're giving off energy and we don't know that we're giving it off. And I'm saying that because I know it because I get it even from females. You, and we've all had it. You've been in places where people have been in your house or been in your space, and when they leave, you just feel like, whew, you don't want to be that to your partner, especially if you got a guy that already has goals and dreams. Hopefully you attracted him because you have your own as well. So don't lose your focus. They never want you to do that. They chose you because they are excited about the things that you have going for yourself. I'm not neglecting my dreams for anyone. I'm not neglecting my path for anyone. Everything that comes to me is going to be on that path and we're going to work together and it will complement each other. But we don't have to stop and we can support each other along the way. We may even have disruptions and detours along the way, but we're not presenting like, here's all my stuff. Come save me. A lot of our women have that energy. Here's all my stuff because I haven't done my own work. I haven't taken personal responsibility for my life. Now come save me. We've been taught to look for a savior. Newsflash, there is no savior. You got to save yourself. Wow. Thank you. Go ahead, Leticia. Um, I went to a poetry reading uh, before all this uh, bullshit went down, but um, the poet, she uh, she said, think about your, your baby. Think about the baby you have or you've had. How did you take care of that baby? How did you feed it and nurture it? And, and hey, we know that there are, are people who shouldn't have kids. We're not talking, speaking on those folks. But how did you nurture that baby? How did you plant seeds into that baby? Who did you leave that baby with? There's some people, even in my own relatives, I would not dare leave my child with. How did you protect that baby? How did you clothe that baby? How, how were you caring in totality for that baby? And then she said, treat yourself like that baby. We have to take care of ourselves. We have to nurture ourselves. We need to grow ourselves. We've, we've got to do better for ourselves. And that, that goes in line with healing and protecting our energy and our space and learning who, who is, uh, who, who is actually worth having our space. Who are we giving that space to? Women and men alike. We have to protect that space and we have to, to definitely treat ourselves better. And when we start treating ourselves better, then others will see that and they'll be like, oh shit, she, she, he or she, they, they don't put up with that shit. So I know I can't go over there fucking with them. I'm, like, I'm not even worth that person's space and she's not going to put up with the shit. And then you're going to have those who are drawn to you and they're going to say, man, she, she takes really good care of herself. Look how she nurtures herself. She keeps herself up. She, or he, you know, they, they make sure that they're, they're aligned with who, who they really are and they're true to their self. And so that attraction is so important that you are, uh, you're taking care of yourself as, as that baby. And, and it made me look at like, wow. Am I treating myself as I would treat my own my own child, my own newborn baby? I'm going to hold that baby so close to me and rock that baby and make sure it has a bath and 
I'm, these are all analogies, of course. And so we have to learn how to get back to that, taking care of ourselves, taking care of our mental space and health and, and our spirituality and growing. I left the church a couple of years ago. And so I'm growing into my spirituality and learning more and more and honing in on, on my goddesship as well. And so we have to know what we'll be willing to put up with. And we have to know when to cut people off and to uh, protect that space and that energy. And that goes both ways for us to build and to, to be in the tribe that we are supposed to be in. So I just wanted to add that, that all, all to, to, to all our, our, uh, our goddess and goddesses here, treat yourself right. And that, that comes with, taking care of your internal you and honing in on who you are and being true to yourself. And that will help in the unification of building our people up together because we won't be coming in hurt and hurting other people. I want to add to that. I want to add to that. We also have to include the factor of, of the system that we're in. Um, I think we're all, I think we all have to, we all are a little off, a little crazy. And what I mean by that is we're in an abnormal system and we're looking for normalcy within that system. And so we have to overstand the, the Jedi mind fuck that we've all been up under. This is not a normal system. And so we can't expect uh, normalcy within the confines of a relationship between black men and black women unless we are doing the internal work to make that as, as normal as, as, as it can possibly be. Um, the white man has centered himself in a certain place and he has centered and put the black woman in a certain space. And every now and then, every now and then he will commit a nefarious act against that black woman to remind her that I put you in a powerful position over over the black man, however, let me remind you that you're not over me. And so when we look at it on a larger scale, within the confines of black man and black woman relationships, I say man and woman, and I don't say male and female, because there's a difference. Uh, when we look at it within that the confines of that space and that reality, it's important for us to if we have eyes to see and ears to hear, it's important for us to recognize how that system has been a, an instrumental part in the dismantling, not only the dismantling of our relationships, but also the abnormalities and the dysfunctions of our relationships as well. And so I would say that and Empress Kuhani, you were you were absolutely spot on about getting away from the religious affiliations, getting away from the church. That's the start. And I love how you always say that's the first that's the first start. But I would also say that we have to stop trying to mirror European in ways and idea ideologies. Period. We have to stop trying to mirror their system and expecting their system to work for us in our relationships. And that's why I said the other night on the panel even though I wasn't talking about polygamy from a revolutionary standpoint, to me, that is all on the board. 
everything, polygamy, polyamory, monogamy, it's all on the board because we have to do whatever by any means necessary for the black family unit and black family structure to be as successful as possible. But even within the confines of all three of those, and if there's more, then you can add those. But even in the confines within those, all of those still require internal work. You can't, you're not going to get around doing that internal work and being successful. And you can only fake it to make it for so long. So the work is going to have to be done no matter what relationship phenotype that you want to try or that you want to involve yourself in, the work is still going to have to be done. The internal work is a necessity in an abnormal fucking environment. And this system itself is abnormal. There's nothing normal about this shit. And we have to acknowledge that. And so if there's nothing normal about the system that we live in, then what must we do to make sure that we make our relationships as normal as possible? We have to know who the fuck we are. If we don't know yeah. who the fuck we are, yeah. we're going to continue losing. That's just facts. And then we also and just having to realize that we've been under the guise of this oppression for so long that you don't. Again, remember I said this indoctrination is so deep. We got to really consider how we look at our men. You'd be surprised at how much we have just taken on from the way, just take, just receiving the way white people see our men. It's in us too. It ain't just white people grabbing their purse because a black person, a black man walks up. <laughs> a lot of us give, a lot of us give, you know, Teach. It's, it's, it's the truth. We, we got to go there because a lot of us give every other culture so much grace, but we don't give it to ourselves. We don't give it to our men. We can go to one black restaurant one time and they get it wrong and we'll down, we, we're going to talk about them. We're going we're gonna to post about it. This was a horrible experience. I'll never go back. But you can go back to McDonald's and Burger King 15 million times. They always mess your stuff up. You know what I'm saying? We don't give each other that same grace. I've been in board meetings <laughs> where everybody's black and everybody's talking and we're, we're dealing with each other in one way. And then the white person step into the room and the, the black woman changes tremendously. Everything, tone, laugh, giggles, all of that. So these are things that we got to see. Are we giving? What are we doing? How are we treating our men? How do we view them ourselves? And we got to put them in the right position. That's why this work has to do with Again, not just leaving Christianity, just denouncing that divisive indoctrination of religion altogether and getting back to the way of the ancestors. Then you will see that we are kings and queens. We are powerful. We can build each other up. The things that we do are not scary. The way that, because there are some more practical tools to this, not just, you know, learning our own issues. There are spiritual tools and practices that are there to support us. When we learn them, we can know them, we can get have access to them, we can do it, but we just got to get to a place where that's not abnormal to us because we've been taught that the way of the ancestors is so strange. Just the way they fed to us what, what a Kebulon looks like, what it looks like in Africa, what the people look like. That's not that. It doesn't, it's not like that. I'm telling you. So really this whole journey, everything we've talked about today is really about taking a closer look and taking the steps to go 
internal to work within yourself. I like what Leticia said about looking, using the metaphor of a baby. Be gentle with yourself. You don't get here overnight. And there is no final destination. As long as you are here, as long as you are existing on this physical plane, you'll continue to elevate to your level. You'll continue to learn things and grow and become better and better. And you'll continue to fall short. That's a part of it. But you be gentle with yourself. Just like to use her analogy, if you were teaching your baby to fall and the baby fell down, you wouldn't beat the baby up and go into a, 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 a week-long depression about it. You're going to say, it's okay, come on, we, we saw where what we tripped over. Let's do this a little bit better. So, so I encourage you to be gentle with yourself in the process of this. It's a lot to take in. And for those of you, and they are, they're there, you, you know, in the audience who are in religion, who are stuck in church, or Islam, or whatever your religion may be, I want to tell you that I understand that letting go of that that has been said to you is a difficult thing. And it seems a little, you know, uh, it, it, it seems astronomically impossible to let go of what's been taught us. But I would encourage you to just look and open your eyes to see what it's done, to see what it's done to our people, to see how it's helped our people. And then take the leap. <laughs> People will support you and you you will take the steps to get to where you need to be. Because like I said a million times on this call, only you know the path to get you where you need to be. But you're here today, but you came for a reason. You're on that path. Stay on it. Stay on it. And when something is shown to you, don't be afraid to attack it. Don't be afraid to address it. Wow, I noticed this about my character. This really doesn't look good. Where is this coming from? What's the origin of it? Get it out of there. Wow, I noticed that this, I already know that this woman or this man isn't isn't good for me and this isn't working for me, what am I going to do to shift it? You know, don't sit there and wait for them to tell you a convenient lie because that's what we do. We're like, okay, I'm going to try one more time. I'm going to try this. I'm going to try that. We're waiting on them to tell us a lie because we're used to being sued by lies. Well, I'm going to, so Empress Kuhani, this is where I cut in because I can be a little bit more blunt. <laughs> At the end of the day, because this is real shit. People got to get this or they just don't, they're, they're not going to get it. At the end of the day, for the religious folks, what Christianity and your prayers have gotten you is it's gotten you over fucking 5 million black children in, in, the, in a Kebulon who have been shot up with vaccines, who have been murdered. That's what your prayers have gotten us. Your prayers have gotten Amadou Diallo killed. Your prayers have gotten... Uh, Alton Sterling killed. Your prayers have gotten Philando Castile, Alton Sterling, uh, Eric Garner, Michael Brown. Your prayers didn't do a motherfucking thing. For the Hebrew Israelites, what, you're, what you've done is change the name from Jesus to Yeshua. For the Muslims who like to take the Salats, what your Muslim faith got you is over one million black men fucking castrated by the Arabs who don't give a fuck about us. That's what your prayers and your religion have gotten us. It has gotten us divided. I was in prison with Muslims from, from, from the Arab lands. They wouldn't even pray with black men. They would not do us a lot with black men. They had to open up another part of the chapel so that they could do their salat separately. That's what they think of. So, you know, when we talk about religious doctrine and ideology, you niggas is scary to me. Because with all those prayers that you didn't put up, our people are still fucking out here fucked off. Our people are still out here dying. So that shows that your prayers ain't doing a motherfucking thing. 
for the ones in that Christian church, for the ones who believe that your prayers have gotten you something. I can tell you what your prayers have gotten you. In many of those establishments, your prayers have made the pastor and the reverend wealthy. Your prayers have gotten that pastor in his back office with that little black boy or that little black girl sitting on his lap while his dick is hard. And he's trying to molest him or her. That's what your prayers have got. Because they got some shit in them, internal work that they ain't done. They can get behind the pulpit, and we call them pulpit pimps, charlatans. They can get behind the pulpit, and they can give it, but they ain't living it because they don't believe it. It is actually the house of Satan. But they'll never tell you that. So then prayers that you putting up, keep praying, my nigga. Keep praying. Because these crackers ain't worried about them prayers. They pray different. They pray war. We don't. They, they read different parts of the Bible than you, than you do. The part of the Bible that they read is total aggression. They believe in crushing their enemies. They don't believe in forgiving them. So keep praying for the ones making salat. Keep making those salats. I hope that works out for you. But if you ain't doing the internal work, and you ain't recognized that you God and that you got the God particle within you, then you're never going to actually access your full power. Mm. You're just another vessel on this earth that when your time is up, you'll die like everybody else. And then you'll probably have to come back and repeat this cycle again. Because the ancestors will see that you haven't gotten it. You've allowed the white man to divide you again. And if you don't think it's a division technique, then you should probably leave my room. Because I know division when I see it, and I know what this devil is capable of, and I know what he's done. So I know Kuhani wasn't going to put it like that, Empress, but that's why the king is up here, because I can and I give no fucks, because that's the real shit. People caught up in that dogma of religion, they are misleading themselves, and they are some of the most lost on the planet. Unfortunately, there's many lost, but those who have that veil of religiosity on them, they're really lost. Good luck with that. Let me know how it works out for you. Facts. Thank you. I like the way you put it, Yorima. That's that's it. That was straight facts. Straight facts. (laughs) Straight Straight facts. No chaser. Straight facts. No chaser at all. No chaser. It is it is five oh one and I just um don't leave y'all. Don't be leaving before the benediction. Wait. Wait. Not leaving, not leaving. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanna say, um, can you guys hear me? Because I got that sign again that says poor signal. Hopefully you can hear me, but this has been wonderful. Um, this is a conversation that needs to be had. Um, I love this information. I love getting it out there. I love this work because people are coming. Um, you know, and I'm speaking to your soul. I'm speaking to your spirit. Um, and, and, and I just would encourage you to do something with this information. These platforms that have been created for us and, and we're getting together, we're able to come together. We, we always need to leave with us something. Leave better than you came. Leave with something that you can share with somebody else, something that's going to elevate you. Um, Theodore king thank you for joining the stage and sharing about your project i have so many things that when you said that that's definitely in alignment with a lot um 
that I have going on. So I would love to talk about talk more about that. So if you could connect with me, I'd love to know about the project you're doing, the documentary that you spoke about, because it's, it's one that we need. And there are a lot of you with that gift inside of you, that idea, that project, whatever that is inside of you, that's what you have. That's what the enemy keeps coming to try to, dra- to grab from you. So I would encourage you to take the mask off and step out and do what you need to do in love. Empress Kuhani. Yes. You should get a chance to meet the brother. He'll be with us on May 1st. Oh, please. Okay. You're going to be in the number. I, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Looking forward to that. I'll be there. Shout out to, um, I have some people in the audience. Um, my, my goddess sister, uh, Zura, my sister, my same mama, same daddy, Keisha, <laughs> Lakeisha in there, out there <laughs> listening. <laughs> um, and there's so many. I know that there's some people here who have been here just listening the whole time, just picking up jewels. And I know that there's things that have resonated with people. And I know there are people that are struggling with things. But you, you're hearing this. Now do what you need to do um, to take the steps in the right direction. That's all I got, Eurema. Thank you for this platform. Absolutely. Peace, love, and light to the family. Um, of course, I'll be back on tonight with uh, on the Wake Up Radio. That'll be at 10. <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to do that with all this energy I expended, but I appreciate you and for <laughs> um, Anytime that you uh, that you want to use the platform, you are you are you are always welcome, Empress Patricia. <laughs> You are always welcome because I recognize revolutionary, our revolutionary goddesses. And that's the attraction for me. I love black women who are on the revolutionary vibe, who are bringing those jewels. And uh, my platform is always open for that. So I thank you so much. You, um, There was so much that you gave today. I just hope people had pins and pads and were actually taking notes because especially our young women. Mm. Because our young women are being so misled these days by tell, lie, vision. They're being misled by these celebrities who are uh, on some knot and not leading them anywhere except down the, the, the path to hell. Uh, <clears throat> and so I think our young our young women uh, and think I, I think OTW Tube, Cindy Ashley, I thank you for, for, for coming in the room and doing what you do. Um, Theodore, you were right. This is something that needs to be replayed. And I wish, uh, Kuhani, maybe we have to work on something in the future where we get, like, you to teach just a class to the women, to the young girls, because they need to hear this. Because they are so, they're being so misled in so many ways. And don't get me wrong, black men, we, there's a lot of problems. We need classes as well. So, um, there is work that we need to do. And that, that conversation needs to be had with us as well. So, uh, and that will be had on this platform. But anytime you want to use it, Empress Kuhani, uh, you are more than welcome. Empress Letitia, uh, a- absolutely the same. So I just appreciate you all. The Unity Walk family, I salute you. I thank you. Uh, the, the, the Unity Walk organization, let me tell you something. Our organization is filled with strong women. It's filled with strong women. The men in there are strong as well. But the women, uh, we actually need more men. The women step up. They do it. They get it done. Um, and it just shows the power of the black woman. It just shows that when she's focused, when she's on her game, nothing's going to stop her. And uh, she needs the same support that we as black men need. We need to help propel her as far forward as, as we can because she's the power piece on the board. That just is what it is. And once we get out of this machoism mindset, this misogynistic mindset, and recognize the power in our women, and 
once the woman recognizes the value in us as men and we can put away the misogyny, she can put away the uh, submission is a bad term type shit. Once we get past that, we'll be we'll be on par to do some great things. So thank you, Empress Kuhani. We're going to get up out of here. I'll see everyone tonight at 10 thank you uh, today. on the Wake Up Radio. Yes. Ashay. 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 You should have taken, taken us out with something, Kuhani. You should have taken Absolutely. us out with the spiritual incantation. We'll do. Okay. I definitely will do that because we definitely have had a visitation from the ancestors. We're not physically in the same place. I will take us out with an incantation to give gratitude, to show gratitude for our ancestors who have come to support us. They're giving us a message. When I do that, I would ask that in this moment right now that you would think of an ancestor that is closest to you. For me, it's my dad. Someone that's passed on. Put them in your mind right now. Think of them in this moment. I'm thinking of my dad, Harry Hubbard, and I say I say, and I collectively take the energy of all of those that you're thinking of, and, and I'm saying I say on your behalf. You can say I say. For those of you who don't know, it just means that I agree, that we're giving them thanks for coming to us. Um, so right now, ancestors, we thank you for the visitation. We thank you that you saw fit to bring these people to this space to hear words that will open our eyes. We thank you that people are rising up to the frequency to get what it is that they need to be on cold. We recognize that we are in a war. We recognize that we are in a war and we just lay down the fight and the things that we're tripping over that are getting in our way that are coming from us. So we ask that even as we leave this conversation, that our gates will be guarded, that we know that we're getting inundated with messages from our eyes, from all of our entrances all the time, but help us to keep you at the forefront of what we do. We recognize our ancestors, the ones that were, went before us, the ones who have died. We recognize that we are living their story. We recognize that we are carrying their DNA. And for that reason alone, we are powerful. We are in control. We are in the driver's seat of our situation. We give thanks to this platform. We give thanks for the dreams that have been shared with us, the people who shared their vulnerabilities, the people who open their ears to take this information. And I ask that our ancestors would surround everybody in this room, that they would leave change today, and that they would leave with more of a step so that they'll know what direction they need to go to. We give honor to the ancestors alone for this wisdom, for these jewels. And we all say, Ashe, if you're not on the stage, you can still say Ashe. And it is so. Ashe. Peace and blessings. Peace and blessings. Peace, love, and light, family. We're out. Peace, family. Peace, family. Look it up. Flawed individual. Cindy Ashley. Cindy Ashley. 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 